Hi, I'm Jimmy Navio. Is this thing on? It is. It looks, I see the little bar moving. I'm pretty sure I'm not muted. And I'm pretty sure you can hear me. So that's exciting. I, uh, almost didn't make it on time. I, uh, had to come home. I didn't do my dishes. I was bad last night. We have, a, we have an agreement. Lady Navio and I, she cooks all the yum-yums, and I do all the dishes. And I didn't do my dishes last night, because I was streaming and playing Diablo. So I had to run home after work, do all the dishes, call James, get everything set up. But we made it. And, uh, you know, it's almost the end of the month, so I'm officially uh, celebrating. I only cheated like once or twice on my diet. Right? I did good. Anyway, thanks for being here. This is the Hit the Bucket Podcast. Coming at you again, episode 32. And uh, we don't have a guest, and there's no Chiefs beef today. It's just going to be me and James shooting the shit about some fun stuff that happened this week. So I hope you stick around. Hopefully you guys uh, have something to contribute. We'll probably be chatting with the audience a little more than usual. Uh, just a reminder, if you're listening out there in podcast land, this is recorded live at twitch.tv forward slash Jimmy Navio, J-I-M-M-Y-N-A-V-I-O. Uh, also we have a YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Jimmy Navio. I'm actually grandfathered into like one of the old school URLs. That's kind of cool. Uh, also... Hit the bucket podcast at gmail.com is where you can get a hold of us if you have any uh, requests, any hate mail, any uh, dick pics. I'll, I'll forward those on to James. We'll appreciate those. <laughs> Speaking of James, we'll go ahead and bring him on. We had a nice little chat before we started. Uh, so we're probably just going to continue our conversation and talk about some some things that have happened this week. Is this real life? I'm not sure. That's actually something we're going to talk about. I, this this timeline is getting more and more strange every day. So let's bring James on and we'll have a chat about it. Hi. Well, hello there. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Just ate a pickle. <laughs> After my dick pic comment, that was uh, <laughs> maybe not the best choice of an introduction sentence. But it's true. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm a little bit hungry, but I have a very limited amount of time. You know what's very fulfilling, very hydrating, which even though there's no water in it, I was like, I got pickles in the fridge. Yeah, you I'll got pickles in the fridge. Mm-hmm. And my roommate came out. He offered me his pickles. Like, well, it worked out great. Here, you need to create a new intro for your YouTube channel, and it's going to say, James28. Pickles in the fridge. That's I, there you go. You can take that mm-hmm. sound bite and do what you will with it. Got it. It's all yours. Oh, Free. I won't even tomorrow. charge you for that one. Oh, you were gonna charge me. Ooh. I mean, you know. This voice this voice uh I should charge people for my voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do it for free when you can charge. Hey, hey, hey. Um so it's been an interesting week you said it's been cold there well it's vermont in the winter it's been pretty cold but 
Yeah, this this week specifically, it's been a lot colder than usual. There was a specific phrase you used before the podcast that I enjoyed. You said, I'm getting cucked by the weather. I am getting cucked by the weather. <laughs> I cannot leave. Yesterday, it was cold, but the sun was shining. You know, you put on a, a sweater and a, a coat over the sweater. You go outside, you enjoy, you enjoy nature. But today, it was grim, windy, dark... You couldn't, you couldn't enjoy going outside. The wind was blowing 40 miles an hour. The wind chill was like negative 20 degrees. Meanwhile, it was like sunny, green grass. It was like 60-something degrees here. I was like frolicking mm-hmm. through the fields over, outside. Over beautiful, sunny California. <laughs> I see you. I see you. You know, you know how it is. You know how California do. But uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I feel for you. You should take pictures. You need to post more IRL pictures. We need to have a segment on the podcast that's like the adventures of James 28. We need mm-hmm. to know, we it's need like, to headed to the grocery store. <laughs> you just see nothing but a hail of snow. It's like will he return? We we he, we actually don't know. He might just die on the way there. It's like half a mile in like 0 degree weather. Yeah, cuz you don't have a car, so even just to like go to the grocery store, you got to trudge through the snow or does Uber Eats even run when there's like multiple inches of snow on the ground? Oh, I doubt it. Those drivers are like, I'm going to not drive tonight. It's not worth it. So you just put on your your snowshoes and your mucklucks and uh, and trudge through Pretty the... Pretty much. You Two go, pairs of pants. Go club a seal and, and cook it over an open flame. And... Mm-hmm. It's the only way to survive out there. <laughs> and it's worse too because they salted the roads because it got a bit warmer. Yeah, they want to keep you know all the snow off of the streets and stuff, but then it rained, and then it got cold. So now there's just ice everywhere. Oh, that's the worst. When it gets icy and sludgy, it's always like when I back in my Mormon days when I was going to BYU. When I first moved there, and the first winter that I experienced there, like when the snow falls and it's all fluffy and pretty mm-hmm. and white, that shit lasts for like. A couple hours at be- best, yeah. <laughs> before it's just gray, icy sludge, and just it's so terrible. I like I, mm-hmm. I it, city snow is so much worse than like I like if you're up in the mountains, if you're at a ski resort or whatever, and it's all fluffy and nice. But in the city, everything just turns gray. There's just like slime and ooze. Mm-hmm. My friends back in California, they're like. How do you not like the snow? It's so pretty. And I'm like, you don't live in the snow. <laughs> yeah. You get to experience the snow for a day. And then you go back to your warm homes and your 60 to 70 degree weather. You don't live in it. Yeah. The California version of snow is like I drove up to the resort and snowboarded for half a day and went home. Mm-hmm. I just, oh, I don't feel like snow anymore. I'm going home. See, when it's like that, you really cherish it. You're like, it only comes a few weeks out of the year. You know, you got to take advantage of it. But when it's when you're in it and the roads are filled with like two feet of snow and you can't walk on the sidewalk. Right. Like this, this sucks. Why do I live here? Ugh. Yeah, no, I, I am, I am a California boy through and through. I have zero desire to live anywhere other than the coast. I <laughs> I was a nice choice. I was people born. Wonder why people people wonder why they moved to California. That's one of the reasons why. 
Oh yeah, there, there, there's a reason people are willing to pay twice as much, three times as much rent. I mean, there's just something about not living in the frigid middle America. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to I, worry about your car getting corrosion from all the salt in the roads either. Although I will say, I feel like the cold weather kind of... The one thing I can say, every time I go back, because I... I I was born in Idaho. I have a lot of family that lives in Idaho. I have a lot of family in like the Idaho, Utah kind of area. One thing that's very strange about cold weather is, and like not being in the sun, is it preserves your skin. And what I mean by that is that like every time I would go back there, it's really hard to tell how old people are. Because like... Mm -hmm. You, the you'll, frigid cold, you know, preserves them. That's what I'm saying. So, like, that you'd see, like, you'd see someone, you'd like a, a girl, and you'd be like, oh, like, you'd think she's, like, she looks maybe 18, but she's actually, like, 24. It's weird. Like, people just look younger because they aren't just getting blasted by the sun. Like, people in California, also sunbathing and, like, tanning and all that shit just ruins your skin. So, like, mm -hmm. it, it's kind of weird how... In, in those colder areas where people aren't in the sun as much, everyone just looks younger. Does that make sense? Yeah, it kind of does, you know. Less vitamin D. They're not in the sun as much. Staying indoors. They're not really moving. It's really good for the body. It keeps you young. Yeah, I... Speaking of vitamin D, that reminded me. I read a study recently, and it, I, I'll, I'll have to post it in the Discord. I'm talking completely out of my ass, but... Basically, it was making the argument that the whole fallacy of, like, how much vitamin D you need is directly correlated to your genetics. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, rather than, like, there being a baseline. Like, so people who have, like, Nordic descendants, like, they generally, in fact, there you can have too much vitamin D if you're, if you're very fair-complected, like, redheads and things like that. Whereas, like, obviously, if you're Hispanic or, or you know, African descent or Latin descent or, or Mayan descent, that you actually need more. The, the, the baseline vitamin D, the ranges are different depending on your DNA. There's not, like, a catch-all for everyone. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. Hmm. I happen to have vitamin D pills on my desk. <laughs> He's like, fuck going out in the sun. I'll just take some pills. No, my mother was quite concerned. She was like, Christian, because that's what she calls me back home. She was like, Every That's not you even your name. She called why did she call you Christian? It's my middle name. Oh. James Christian. Because my father is also a James, so keeps it from getting confused. Ah. So she was like, I got you these pills so that when you go back to the to the frigid north, and I know you don't go outside, she knows I'm a I'm a room hermit. She's like, take these pills. I want to make sure you get enough vitamin D. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's working, you know. I can't really tell. Because with vitamins, it's one of those things, like, you don't really know if they're doing anything. Right. And you take them. Because I was, like, looking at studies, and I was like, oh, yeah, if you don't have enough vitamin D, you know, it increased risk of depression, like, obesity, like, tiredness. And I'm like, I feel the same, and I've been taking them for, like, three weeks now. So it's like, are they doing anything? I don't know. Yeah, it, it, that's the thing about multivitamins is you never really know. You have no idea. Like, 
if they're actually working. Supposedly, the only ones that really work are like the prenatal vitamins where it's like 3000% because like otherwise mm. your body can only absorb so much, right? Yeah. And then like just blast your body with tons of vitamins. Yeah, cuz like it, it just the delivery system is not how your body's used to absorbing things. That's why, like, whenever you take, I, I don't know about you, but whenever I take multivitamins, like, I fucking, I piss toxic neon yellow. <laughs> it's just like, my, okay, so most of that, obviously, my body did not use. Like, it's just yeah, kind of. So it's like, well, now I'm wasting money. <laughs> I'm flushing money down the toilet. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just like straight, it, it passes right through you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Actually, uh, vitamin A. There's like two vitamins that are fat soluble that actually just like keep building up inside you. The other ones, yeah, you just pee them out. Yeah. So moral of the story is, let's let's have a prenatal vitamin party and just go to town. Just down four thousand <laughs> milligrams of vitamin A. Each vitamin, we got thousand. We got them all in sets of a thousand. Yeah. That's all you need, right? Just thousands upon thousands of percent of your daily value. Just, mm-hmm. just pump it through the veins. Exactly. And it's weird, too, because you like, unless you're actively monitoring what you're eating, you don't know how much vitamins you're getting. From your food? Yeah, no, nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Like, because I thought about it, so I was like, all right, I'll buy the gallon of milk from the store that says made with vitamin D. They put it in the milk because they're like, we know people don't get sun up in Vermont, so let's just put it in their food. So I've been drinking that, and it's like, tastes like normal milk, costs the same. Might as well try it, see if it does anything. Not sure if it does anything. Yeah. I mean, it's there, there's so much pseudoscience surrounding vitamins in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, according to uh, our good friend and fellow podcaster, Mr. Joe Rogan, uh, we should all be taking human growth hormone. <laughs> HGH, as they call it. I mean, are we ever done growing? Well, I, so it, just keep taking more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Supposedly, it just keeps you from getting old as fast. I don't know. And and he's a huge advocate for psychedelics. We all got to start taking DMT so we can reprogram our brains to not if be assholes. If you asshole. haven't expanded your mind... <laughs> Are you really like the pinnacle of what humanity was meant to be? Yeah, gotta gotta start. I would, I gotta start taking my weekly dose of DMT. Expand the mind. Mm-hmm. But search within the self. Need to destroy the id. Mm-hmm. Fight it. His content can push the fringe sometimes. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joe well, Rogan. Anyways, you know gorillas. You seen the arms <laughs> of those things? Jimmy, pull pull this up. Jimmy, pull Ooh, that you, shit up. You see this shit? Damn, tear your arms right off. Yeah, James, I need to make you my my. Uh, you need to be my. Uh, what's his name? Jamie. That's why I hired you because your close was your your name was close to Jamie. Mm-hmm. You're, you're my Jamie. We're just just pulling off all the images of jacked gorillas. <laughs> once we once we build our studio, you'll have your own seat off to the side, and you'll just like you'll be the internet guru that's pulling shit up for me. Mm-hmm. It's funny how that's the me. Like I've never even heard. Like I know the Joe Rogan podcast. I don't even. I've heard it. I've listened to a couple of them, but I always see that image. 
circled everywhere. And we was just like, have you ever heard about DMT or the one where Jamie pulled this up and then it's the thing about gorillas like, damn, look at that thing. Tear your arms right <laughs> off. Yeah, no, honestly, like you can, it only takes a few episodes for you to figure out what Joe Rogan is and what he does. Like there, there's always the, it, but it changes like every, I would say every like 15 episodes, it's something new. Like whenever he learns something new or he like discovers a new like aha or like some modern science or some gotcha he'll he'll regurgitate like the same video or the same fact or the same like he'll just bring it up over and over and over again you know just like until you're like all right we get it dude like yeah okay we get it gorillas can rip my arms if off. i if i ever met a gorilla he would rip my arms off i get okay cool or the one the deer getting hit or like the it's just there's always something there's always like something that he can't get out of his mind so every guest that comes on the show he's got to bring that shit up over and over and over again mm-hmm. it's it's pretty entertaining but yeah his his community is brutal that like one thing if you ever go to the joe rogan podcast uh subreddit like you can't tell if they actually like him or if they mm-hmm. just fucking hate his guts because like all the memes are so mean like they just like shit all over him and it's like wait but aren't you guys all subscribe to this subreddit you're his fans and they're like yeah but it's all in jest but just here to have a good time that, that's the thing is i don't know if it is like it, it feels like a lot of it is in jest but a lot of it is like they're just assholes like i think <laughs> like you don't know if there's a line being drawn anywhere yeah it's there is no line it's i don't know if that's just because of his background not to talk shit about ufc fans but (laughs) but there's a lot of there's a lot of testosterone being tossed around and i don't think they have a lot of borders when it comes to like refraining what you say or do Mm -hmm. there's a lot of machismo going on and they they don't pull any punches Anyway, that's enough about fucking... We're on a podcast talking about other podcasts. This is <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Leech level one. <laughs> Don't worry. Once we're leech level five, they'll be coming on our podcast. True, there you go. Leech level six, we're not even on the podcast anymore. It's just yeah. our names on it. There you go. I like the way you think. Now you're thinking with portals. So... Uh, you said yeah. I you've talked about it before. You've been playing Warframe lately. I and have. You said so. You collected all the weapons, and you collected most of the swords. Most of the swords. Why the most? Why not sword. all? All right. Because here's the thing. <laughs> One of them was Founders exclusive, right? So I think the only way I could get it is by paying an inordinate amount of money to some asshole that has it, which I'm not gonna do. Come on. Second, I think I need two more. And both of them, I have to grind to get it. You see, to get it, you craft it. You need three parts. You need the hilt, the blade, and one other thing, I think. And to get those three parts, you have to farm this other item. These are relics, right? And each in each relic, it's like a little pinata. They got nine items in it with different varying drop rates. So I got to crack those bad boys open. And then once I do that, you know, two months later, I'll finally have all the pieces and I can craft this sword. And then I'll have all the swords. But I don't have time to do that right now. And that's why I don't have all the swords. I thought you were committed. 
Thought you were a true nerd, James. I'll get that sword eventually. So you gave up on weapons. You got two left and you're like, fuck that. It's going to take too long. And you switched to Warframes. I'm just trying to collect all the Warframes. So what is a Warframe? Because I have no idea what a Warframe is. All right. So the game, it's Warframe. Right. So it's it's, in it's the, the namesake. <laughs> so it's kind of important to know what it is, right? So basically in Warframe, Warframes are basically suits of armor. Well, okay, hold up. First, I got to say major spoiler if you don't want to know about this. So instead, I'm going to diverge. You play as classes known as Warframes. Okay. And each one comes with different abilities. So you... you pretty sure all of them have four different abilities and they all have varying skill sets some are based purely on dps some are based on cc some are based on support and utility you know healing some are based on tanking they all do different things so it's kind of like different classes exactly okay and you can either buy them straight out or you can grind for them so you have to grind for the different classes like you don't do you just start as like is there is there a because like I'm used to, for example, Diablo, right? Where you create a character, and it's like, which character do you want? And it, and that character has a class already established. Is that different? Yes. In Warframe, you start so as in, in Warframe when you start the game, it gives you the option of three. You got Excalibur, you got Mag, and forget the other one. And you start with those three, and then you just play through them. And it's actually not that bad. Like, you'd think, like, oh, it's the starter Warframe, so it's like, you're going to want to trade up for something better. Yeah. Generally, Excalibur is, like, pretty top tier, just because he's very versatile. He's mainly all damage, but he can, like, sustain himself in combat. Okay. So he's pretty good throughout, like, the entire game. But it's like, if you want to play other stuff, experience variety, then you either have to buy other ones or just grind for them. And have you successfully grinded for them or ha- i know i know you're i know you're uh one who occasionally drops the the dollars for things that's why i ask because you have an affinity for paying money <laughs> i do have an affinity for paying money all right so right now i think i have like seven or eight different warframes okay because part of the reason you even like collect them and get weapons and stuff. It's level up mastery so you can get more content. Okay. And I've grinded... I start off with Excalibur, and then I've grinded the other six to eight. Wait, when you say more content, does that mean... So do war, do certain Warframes give you access to certain areas or certain, like... Why why is it important to have... How, how does that unlock more content? Well, stuff is level-gated. Oh. You have each item can be leveled 0 to 30 but you have an overall mastery rank that depending on like some quests or some areas you just can't enter until you're at that mastery because it's supposed to be mastery is basically how well you've mastered different warframes and weapons because if all you've done is played one warframe with the same weapon and the same melee weapon the entire game you might not know like enough to actually do the harder stuff so that's how they get it okay so by having more weapons and more warframes, your overall mastery increases and you yes. unlock more content. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay, that makes sense. And according to Steam, I put in uh, 60 hours in the past two weeks. <laughs> That's a part-time job. That's almost a full-time job, dude. It almost is, yeah. Damn, dude. 
If you spent that much time making videos, you'd probably be oh, YouTube famous by now. <laughs> Have like four videos up a day. Ooh. <laughs> How's that going, by the way? You still you you've been you you poop out any videos lately? Not yet. I'm work. I got some stuff in the works. All right. Playing too much Warframe. It's taking <laughs> time. You should stream that shit. I know I mentioned it before we started, but like honestly, like whenever you're playing Warframe, just hit that stream button. I want to watch you grind. Oh, I know. Tons of people would just like chilling, grinding the same mission 30 times. 30th time, still don't have the item I want. That's fine. We're going to keep going. It doesn't matter. Content is content. Just, mm -hmm. just, just flip the switch, man. I'm sitting at work half the time staring at the same lines of code for four hours. I want, I want some people to watch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the most I've spent in Warframe right now is uh, 25 bucks. Ah. Ooh, they entice you they're 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 good about making people want to buy their stuff because you see there's the in-game currency platinum and it's how you buy more slots yeah because i have those eight warframes if i didn't buy platinum to get more warframe slots i'd have to just you know sell them to someone else get oh the, get the space back wait so you're yeah. saying each warframe consumes a slot mm -hmm. you have like three for free oh okay but if you straight up buy a warframe it comes with a slot so it's built into the to the price so they're so they're if you grind it then you have to buy more slots it's pretty cheap they're like 50 cents per slot so they're like characters basically because yes. like for so like diablo or or i keep referring back to that or like world of warcraft you only have so many character slots so mm -hmm. your option is if you use up all your slots you either have to delete a character or buy more slots. Yes. Okay. And, ooh, they know how to make you want to buy some plat. One, because like most games, there's a daily like reward thing for logging in. What they have is every once in a while, you'll get hit with a coupon, twenty percent off your next platinum purchase, fifty percent off your next platinum purchase, seventy-five, and then you see that seventy-five percent coupon, and it's like only valid for the next twenty-four hours. And then you claim it, and you're like, it's in the back of my mind. Oh, dude. Go to Warframe.com and log in. It's like, you got a coupon here. Buy some. Yeah, I, I feel like monetizing games at this point is almost a perfected science. I feel like they, they, there's got to be, like, conventions and seminars, like, of people just, like, sitting around in a room perfecting, like, exact numbers on how to... Mm -hmm. monetize and and just exploit this shit because like mobile games are insane these days like i just started playing one and i'm like always like right on the verge of being tempted to be like yeah but if i just spend a few dollars then it's it saves me dollars. like four days of grinding <laughs> it's just mm -hmm. like it, it's it's so it, they put it right there like they, that carrot is just it's it's just just slightly out of reach yeah like if i only spent like it's only five bucks but then that's how they get you because you're like oh it's only five dollars yeah. oh it's only ten dollars oh it's only twenty dollars it's incremental but digital extremes the company most of their stuff is actually pretty well priced technically i don't have to spend any money because the items i grind for i can actually sell to other players who do buy the in-game currency right so i can earn it that way but it's just like they had a starter bundle for new players 
So I was like, it's 20 bucks, I'll buy it. You know, that's the cost of a new game these days. You know, See, so oh, there's fun. that justification too. Yeah, if it's like a, if there's a free to play game and you're like, well, you know, I've spent so many hours on this. I would have probably spent $20 if this was a pay to game. Mm-hmm. So sure, yeah, why yeah. not? Or like, oh, I've put in, you know, a hundred hours. You know, I can drop $40, support the devs right. for making my game. But yeah. But luckily they actually have a pretty good track history around their microtransactions. They actually removed a system because it was making too much money. They basically, there's a companion system called Kubros, and they're basically pets that you grow and they'll fight with you. Oh, okay. And the tr- system they built was that each one, you know, it's like a furry dog. They had a little button, it was like 10 or so plat to generate a random like skin, like a fur pattern. So like spotted, striped, different colors. And they're like, oh, this will be a cool thing because like you can, hit the button, get that pattern, and you could trade it with other people. You can have like your cool looking pet that's unique and individual. But as soon as they put it out there, one guy hit the button a hundred (laughs) times in the first day it was released. And they were like, oh my God, we made a slot machine. Yep. And they removed it. Yep. They were like, this isn't what we're about. We can't have a slot machine like that in the game. So they removed it. Well, a lot of places now are cracking down like the U.S. not so much, but some some uh, you know every every day there's a story about how I think one of the most recent ones was in like a soccer game like FIFA or something. I don't know. They, they, recently there was a game in some yeah, country uh, where Belgium. they yeah where they removed they completely removed uh, loot boxes from the game because they were construed as gambling, and you know basically kids were getting their parents' credit card shits so they could buy loot boxes and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was either FIFA or basketball, one of those games. Yeah, but yeah, it was an e- it was EA definitely. Yeah, man, gambling is a real thing, and people have a sickness. <laughs> yeah, especially like like you said, you know, it's those little things that we used to justify it. Like, oh, it's I would have spent that much if it was a paid game. Oh, it's only five dollars. Oh, it'll save me this much time. It's like those little things that like push you over that edge of it, spending money. It's crazy how well it works. It's that little like always there's always that chance and there's that dopamine, like there's that all of those like endorphins and everything where you're just like every time you're like, oh no, I don't need this, and then boop, there's like that one little thing that flips the switch. Like I an example of actual gambling, I remember when I was in Vegas, uh my now ex we had we had gone there for like a weekend or whatever and uh to prove a point that gambling was bullshit we were walking through a casino and i was like yeah because oh this was like right after we left the church so like right after we we were no longer more left the church right to vegas right yeah we went to vegas and we were walking through a casino with our luggage like we hadn't even made it to our hotel but there's all the flashing lights and i was like yeah see watch and i like reached over and i put like a dollar or like a couple quarters in a slot machine and I just spun it once and I made like 50 bucks. <laughs> like I, I straight up jackpotted off like a couple quarters. And, and I was like, I think I ended up losing a couple hundred dollars by the end of the weekend because in my mind I was like, I was tricked. Cause I was like, oh, it was so easy to just put a couple coins in a machine and make money. 
and uh yeah the house always wins eventually yeah that's the thing is like the tricky part is not letting it get to you and mm-hmm. then you end up like those 80 year olds that have been sitting at the same slot machine thinking if i play the same machine enough eventually it's gonna hit right like the fallacy mm-hmm. is the more you play it the the higher your odds are mm-hmm. well i didn't hit you know the last time time so this 10th time it's gotta hit right when that's completely false right like mm-hmm. <laughs> every yeah, single roll on- has new odds and that's yeah because the fallacy is like well if it didn't it's like uh they bring it up with kids it's like well my last three kids were boys so this one has to be a girl it's like no it's a they're totally independent from each other right if one has no bearing on what happens next yeah the ga- the the gambler's fallacy isn't that what they yeah that's it it's it doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you rolled two million times that does not guarantee any type of promise on the next roll. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I uh, I have felt I have fallen victim. It's hard not to like it's just human mm-hmm. nature that like I'm gonna win I'm gonna win eventually. Yeah, especially in mobile games like I've played a lot of them and you pick up like how they prime you to start spending money. Because you start your level one character, you're building your thing, and it's like, okay, five seconds to build this item, and then it's done. And then it's like, oh, 10 seconds, 30 seconds, a minute. And it's like, oh, we don't have time to wait for this. Here, click. Here's some (laughs) money. Rush it. And you're like, oh, okay. And then you you get used to it. You're like, oh, if it takes too long, I can use this premium currency. I can use some gems to rush it, get it done faster. And that's yeah. how they start getting it in your head. It's a, it's a very, I'd, I'd be very interested to see the math behind it. Cause it's a reverse, uh, it's exponential, but not like this. It's like reverse exponential. So like it starts like this and then it just rounds out and then it's like almost straight across. Right. So like every RPG, every MMO does that where your first like 10 levels, you're just like, do, 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 do. And then like, you know, you get to 20 and it slows down a little bit. And then eventually you get to like 80 and it's like, yeah. And then it takes like a week mm-hmm. to hit that next level. And it's oh, like, yeah, it's or like you a- could just spend a couple of dollars and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a, the joke in RuneScape where it's like, I forget what it is exactly, but it was a joke about how it's like 99% is equal to some number. And it's because in RuneScape, going from level 98 to 99 is like equal from 1 to 98 (laughs) because of how it's exponential. Right. Or something along those lines. Right. Yeah, it's like that. It's rough. I used to play. I used to play a lot of Clash of Clans and it's like, oh, build it. It takes one minute. Now it takes five minutes, 10 minutes, 25 and then all of a sudden it's like seven days and you're like, oh man, I guess I can't play for seven days. But I knew if I had money, like if I was working a part-time job or something, I knew I'd probably would have just spent money. And that's how they get you. That's why these mobile games are so profitable. Yeah. It takes a lot of self-control. I do have a full-time job and there's times where I'm like, it's hard not to click that little button. Mm-hmm. So like, I, that's the thing is like, I, I totally get, and there really should be some type of I mean, obviously parents are important. Parent oversight. Mm-hmm. Can't stress enough. Like, don't hand your kid your phone and let them play one of those games. If your credit card is hooked to that account, you're fucked. 
Because mm-hmm. you'll you'll walk hit those buttons. <laughs> you'll walk away for two hours, and your kid doesn't have that self control. He's just like, oh, if I press this button, it speeds it up. But but but, mm-hmm. and then like you check your credit card bill, and your kid spent two hundred dollars on some stupid mobile game because you didn't watch what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Like it's because it's way too easy for like kids don't have the foresight or like the maturity or the knowledge to understand what's happening. And they just, especially when it's one press, like one press purchasing, like they don't, they don't have any like connection between what they're doing is like using a resource up. They're just like, Oh, I just hit the thing and it works. Yeah, exactly. You know, you hear those horror stories about like the kid who spent like thousands of dollars (laughs) in mobile games. Or like, Mm -hmm. I was actually talking to someone at work about this or like, when they don't see the connection to the money directly, like back before text messages were most, most, most phone plans. Now text messages are unlimited, but it wasn't always that way. Like, yeah. It's yeah, like a it hundred like- messages. It was it. And then everything after that's like 10 cents a message or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you'd it hear those like charged by the character. Right. You'd hear those stories about teenagers who didn't like, they're just texting their friends all day long, sending pictures, like, you know, like sending hundreds of messages. And then like they, their parents get the phone bill and it's like thousands of dollars. <laughs> like they just don't connect. They don't make those connections in their brain. So when you tie that to monetization with video games and gambling and everything else, it's just it's so dangerous if you're not careful about it. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly why you can't like things aren't usually like priced in dollars. They're always priced in whatever that premium currency is. Like in most mobile games, like uh, speeding up, it doesn't say, oh, just spend, t- spend $2.99 to rush it. It says, no, spend 300 rubies or well, and, and it's never, they intentionally, it's never a one-to-one ratio, Conversion. right? So mm-hmm. it'll be like, it'll be like a buck 50 will buy you like Sixty five, whatever ruples or whatever game it is, and it, it's always it's always like some even uneven conversion rate, so that it's just hard enough that you are too lazy to do the math in your head of how much you actually have to spend for that object. Or the cheapest bundle or plan is always like a bit more or a bit less than the thing you want to buy. Right, you spend five dollars and you get like. 1750 instead of just making it like an even number because mm-hmm. i know uh, i was watching a league stream earlier today and it's a free-to-play game oh, fucking riot you, points get out of here with that shit. yeah but you you buy characters if you don't want to grind the blue essence for riot to buy these champs you spend riot points and i like quickly did the math and it's like on the low end these 450 rp champs 420 bucks no it's actually around two dollars Oh. But the the newer champs, the like sixty three hundred, no, not sixty three hundred, whatever it is. Now those ones are around eight dollars. Oh, okay, and like a gradient because they all it's all based on how old the character is, right? But the lowest you can buy is a little bit less than the cost of a new character. Yep. So then you buy the next tier up, and then you got a little bit left over. Well, and with League of Legends, aren't there skins that are like? Skins are twenty dollars. Yeah, there's twenty dollars skins, right? But they, but they, with the riot point conversion, they make it seem like it's not as much. Mm-hmm. They get me. It's crazy, man. I, I, there was a website that would track it. It stopped working ever since they changed the API for it because I guess oh, they no. don't want people. Yeah, they're like, no, they don't tell people how much you're actually spending. And the last time I checked it, when it was still working, I had dropped 
$800 in league. Wow. And it's one of those things too. It's like, well, it was over the seven years I played it. So it's like, you know, it's not a whole lot, but then it's like, it's still $800. It's still like a hundred bucks a year for a game, dude. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The skins were enticing. And then I stopped playing. And that's also why it's so hard to quit too. Cause when I wanted to Cause you invest all that money into. Yeah. It's like, I put seven years of time and $800 into this account. I can't just stop playing league. Dude, that's crazy. It gets it. And that their art team just gets better every year. And their skins just get so much cooler. Because they price out the skins differently too. It's like, oh, a simple recolor, that's like five bucks. Oh, like the full, like um, like a full immersion like character thing where it's like, oh, a character's normally a ninja, but this time they're a pop star and we had the music video, that's a twenty dollar skin. <laughs> I I mean that has to say something about the amount of exposable income that people think they have versus how much they actually have, right? Because people mm-hmm. are always like, oh, I'm so broke. It's like, yeah, but you'll still buy that $5 skin, though. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> You can't pass it up. Some of the skins, though, definitely worth the price. That DJ Sona, not only does it give you a new skin for the character it has its own custom soundtrack that people in the game can listen to oh that one is actually worth 20 bucks no the sona skin was just like it looks cooler it's rare that a skin will let you influence other people's gameplay Mm -hmm. like the fact that you could change the music i think you still had to opt in like if you're another player you had to opt in in. uh you had to open like the the tab the little, overlay or yeah, whatever. You had a tab into the overlay, and then there was a little button to opt in. So you could, like, because they're a DJ, so they can control what music it played. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, it's, I mean, I, I honestly want to sit in on some of those meetings where all of these, these devious money makers, like, concoct their formulas and they're because you know they're talking about it you know all these industry people are like hey we found if you charge this much to this ratio and you do it at this point in the game after they've been playing for 1.7 hours like they they they're getting they've got it's down to a science mm-hmm. especially uh, i had a, a class assignment so i did mine on blizzard activision or activision blizzard however it's whichever one comes first yeah and i'm looking through their uh their last what is it financial statements and the first well not the first but the, the a couple of the first pages like four of it is talking about their their strategy going forward and one of the big big things they want to do is add more advertising into games and it's like oh how much can we like get away with it what's the ratio like these guys it's a science at this point they really yeah. know like how much people are willing to put up with and how, how much far can they push before they piss someone off mm-hmm Dude, and the th- the crazy thing is, is how far that needle has moved since it started. Because I remember the very first time I I'm trying to think of what game it was. It was either a Grand Theft Auto game or a um, it might have even been a Call of Duty game. But it was the first time where they entertained the idea of putting real company advertisements on like the billboards in the cities and stuff in the game. Yeah. That might've been Grand Theft Auto where they were, you know, where they, they talked about how they were going to have billboards that actually had like, you know, Mountain Dew or Gillette or like car ads or whatever on the billboards Mm -hmm. in the game. 
And I and I remember how big of a deal that was where people were like, I already paid for this game. I don't want you to advertise to me. And then you had the people on the other side of the camp who were like, yeah, but in real life, if you're walking through a city, you would see billboards with real ads on them. So it's kind mm-hmm. of an immersion thing. So there was like these two camps and arguing. Like, why can't the ads be made up? For right. Like, they have to be product placement. So there, it was a very polarizing thing. And now these days, I feel like people are so desensitized to all of it that like companies just keep pushing that envelope further and further. And mm-hmm. especially when like mobile games, like when like the iPhone was new, they were just like mobile games were just like a really simple game. That was like something like you could play easily. Like a lot of endless runners were on there. Well, the iPhone didn't even have free. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but there were there was no such thing as free ad supported mm-hmm. app apps. Yeah, like they were they, all paid. Everything was paid, and there was no in app advertisements. It was no, you paid for this app. That's your experience. You have the app. Android, the Android market and Google were the ones that really like came out and they were like, oh, here's you can have apps for free, but they're going to have ads in them. Mm-hmm. And at first people were and like, people got used to it. Like, right. Like, that's what I wrote in my assignment. I was like, people got used to the idea that mobile games are funded, that mobile games are usually free to play and funded through advertisements and in-game purchases. So it's like, oh, when will that make the leap over into the console and PC market? Yeah, man. It's mm-hmm. uh cuz technically Warframe kind of does that. When you go in your ship, there's a little market and that's where you can like just buy stuff with the in-game like currency you get. But then it's also where you can spend your platinum on stuff and they have a deal with Twitch right now. If you have Twitch Prime, you get access to forget to you get access to Trinity Prime and a weapon for free like through Twitch Prime. And the way they show it is in your ship every time you log in, there's a big thing pops up, Twitch Prime bundle. And it just hangs there just watching you. And I was like, oh, well, I have Twitch Prime, so that's great for me. But then everyone else is like, why is why am I being advertised to get Twitch, to get Twitch Prime or Amazon Prime right. in the game I'm playing? Yeah, in-game ads are... I hope that doesn't become too much of a thing. I know they exist in some places. I much prefer, I think one of the most successful models that people can look at and say, wow, that worked really well. Create a good product and have cosmetics that people want Mm -hmm. and you'll make money. The perfect example of that is Path of Exile. Mm -hmm. Like, all the content in that game is completely free. If you give zero shits about cosmetics at all, you can ignore all the paid content in that game other than like some custom tabs. There's like some custom stash tabs you can buy. Mm-hmm, just for like convenience sake. Right. But if you don't play the game that much, you're not going to care about that anyway. Um, they have made money hand over fist. Like, people spend shit tons of money on cosmetic items in that game because they're cool cosmetic items and because the game itself is a really good game and people want to support it. Mm-hmm. And they they continue to improve the game. They continue to iterate. Like, they, you know, when they came out that big release where they added, like, four chapters to the game and, like, they're constantly improving it and making it a better experience for the users and also releasing new cosmetic items for people. So there's like 
such a good value proposition there that like it's hard to say no. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I really wish more people would look at Path of Exile's model and and try and mimic that. Same with like uh, you know, as much as people want to hate on the game Fortnite, right? Like oh, they made it. They made a good money. They made a good product that people enjoy. That is accessible to the entire world on whatever platform, and the cosmetics are awesome. They're fun. They're colorful. There's all the dances. There's all the outfits. There's all the different uh, gliders. Like there's there's just so much content, and mm-hmm. it's and they keep adding new things you can buy. It's well, actually insane. And they continue to improve the game. Like they they mm-hmm. recently added the whole uh, sandbox mode. They they continue to add new like they added the shopping carts and the little planes and like the 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 actual mechanics and dynamics of the game are always evolving and improving and like you there ha- there's something to be said for like quality content mm-hmm. like especially when the quality is really there right and that I I hope that because there's successful examples of that then more developers and publishers will look to those examples rather than using some of the less uh what's the word i'm looking for less amicable uh predatory yes the uh, predatory methods the predatory methods to money making you know like when mm-hmm. when when you start to rely on gambling and the dopamine fix we're targeting whales specifically. Like, targeting oh, we're whales. We're going to focus. Like, we expect all our income come from like 5% of the player base. Right. The only people who really progress are the ones who drop a bunch of money or targeting kids. Or, uh, like, this is a good transition for us to kind of talk about what is, the hint of what's starting to happen when it comes to these different gaming distribution platforms. Um, Let's like let's talk about Epic and Discord, right? Mm-hmm. So Epic recently decided they want to get into the game distribution industry. They see all the money Steam is making, so they say, "Cool, we can build a platform where we can distribute games and and promote games and publish games or whatever." Um, which awesome. I think Steam needs more competition. I think competition breeds innovation. You know, that's a big part of the free market. Cool. I think you should do that. But the techniques that they're using rather than really bad. No, yeah, like exactly. So rather than creating a pl- a good platform, right? Like rather than saying we're going to focus on um features that people want, we're going to focus on ways to filter games to get the content to you that you want. We're going to focus on customer search like okay, tangent The only thing someone has to do to beat Steam is have a game distribution platform with even like an ounce of fucking customer service. Mm -hmm. Like, which right now at the Epic launcher does not have either. Nobody does. There's no, I mean, there's, I don't, I can't think of a single gaming distribution platform where I can call a number and they can say, oh, sorry, sir, let me unlock that for you. And the price doesn't happen. The reason for that, I have a theory about this, and I'm going to go on a tangent. I'm sorry about this. but So these platforms are built by software developers. They're built by nerds. 
If you were, I work for a software company and we deal with. So you are a nerd. I am a nerd and I'm a software okay. developer. Our clients that we deal with, 99% of problems, they report it through either our, we have a um, support forum and we also have a bug reporting. We have an internal and an external bug reporting system. Now, if you're a software company dealing with other software companies, that works perfectly because they know that they can submit, they can go on the forum, they can type something up or they can submit a bug to our bug report system and we'll look at it. We'll go, we'll go investigate the problem and we'll eventually get back to them and say, this is what we found. Can you provide more information? Whatever. They're building these platforms trying to use that same model. They're trying to build this model where you never actually talk to a person, where you go on a system and you report it, you click a few like drop downs or, or, you know, radio buttons and you type in what your problem is. And eventually maybe someone will get back to you, but it'll be like four emails later before your problem gets resolved. That doesn't work for a retail platform. People want to interact with people. There's nothing worse than being locked out of your account or being, you know, whatever it is you want to refund on a game. Uh, somebody compromised your account or uh, there was a glitch on the Steam market. There's so many like little things that can go wrong and you're forced to go fill out some support bug report thing and wait for however many days for someone to email you back. When it could probably be like a two-second conversation where someone looks it up, hits a couple buttons and says, cool, I fixed that for you. Have a nice day. Like the customer service is not there on any of these platforms. People dealing in retail expect customer service and it's never been there. Mm -hmm. Across the board, none of them do customer service right. All you have to do is like build a building in the middle of the United States Pay people minimum wage, just like fucking build a call center. If Steam built a call center with maybe like 50 employees in middle America and just, you know, strapped headphones on these people, gave them training on how to deal with this or escalate problems to the next person up. If they just had some type of personal touch or customer service I would, dude, I would fucking praise them for the rest of, like, no one's doing that. There's zero customer service on any of these platforms. And rant. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's it. All Epic would have to do is have better customer service than Steam, and I would switch tomorrow. If I could call a number and talk to someone when I had a problem, I'd be done. Because mm -hmm. currently you can't do that. Like I remember when I was, because I still play Fortnite occasionally with my friends. I'm like trying to log in and it's not working. And it's like, here's an error code. And me, I'm somewhat competent. So I'm like, okay, I'll grab this error code. And I'll Google it, see what comes up. And it's like, okay, so this is the issue. I'm like, how do I fix this issue? And I'm like doing all this research myself. Most people, they see that and then that's where they end. Yeah. So it's like, why can't... Why can't there be just a number that you call to exactly. resolve that? Like, especially Steam refunds, like exactly like you said, when you apply for a refund, you hear nothing back. It's just an email saying, we've received your request for a refund. You will hear back from us 
soon. Well, and even that's automated. Yeah. Yeah, like you, that's not even an actual person at. emailing you back. That's an automated message saying, hey, our system received your request. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, will it get looked at? Right. And it's like soon. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll wait and see what happens. And then you either get hit back with another automated message saying, your, ref- your refund request has been denied or we've credited your account with the costs. Or I think they like ask if you want it like in Steam funds for like fully refunded to your account. But other than that, there's like you never know if you're actually talking to anyone or like if anyone actually looked at it. Well, and that's what bugs me so much is because we all know like Valve is a multi-billion dollar company. Mm-hmm. They make money hand over fist. And they can't build a call center. Like I I compare it to my my credit card, Chase. Like I, I have two chase cards because I, I one that I put most of my business stuff on for like, you know, domains and, and, you know, all the shit that I do on the podcast and my personal business stuff. And then I have one that I use for all my everyday purchases. And the reason that I've always stuck with chase is because I can turn my card over. I can call a number and within seconds, there's someone on the other end who's like, Oh yeah, Mr. So-and-so let me take care of that for you. Like, there's, I don't know. There's just something to be said for that. That I, if the the day that a software distribution platform figures that out, is the day that I switch. So, Epic, mm-hmm. stop having exclusive titles, which is like the other issue that we need to talk about. That's the main issue that I really hope does not become a regular thing. Stop all the fucking... You don't have to give games away for free. You don't have to do anything. Just have a number I can call when I have a problem. And I will I'll, I will stop buying games today, right now on Steam. And I will buy all my games on your platform from now on. The first platform that does that gets my business. Until then, I'm going to stick to Steam because that's where most of my games are. But, But yeah, so the issue that I was trying to get to... Uh, mm-hmm. before you, we got into that that entire different conversation well that that it was important i I wanted to make my opinion known about the customer service issue because it's really it really is an issue. You can't treat a a retail just because it's digital doesn't mean it's not retail. It's a retail mm-hmm. business. you need to have customer it's still service. a business selling to a consumer right It's not a software business, it's a retail business, so stop treating it like a software business anyway. Um, what is your opinion of the whole exclusivity thing? You see, it's the same issue that I had when I owned a console. It's the same issue I have currently now with console exclusives, right? It's like, I would like to play these games. There'd be a larger market for these games, but I'm physically not allowed to purchase these games because they are bound to some other device. Like I, like I really would have loved to buy, you know, God of War and Detroit Become Human, and uh, what's the the other one where you're like... Oh, Spider-Man is... Uh, oh, Spider-Man, that one as well. Yeah. So Spider-Man, the one where you're fighting robot dinosaurs. Oh, like, um, I, I fucking own that game. I can't think of the name of it. Uh, new, new, no. Uh, no, not New Horizon? Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, yeah Zero Dawn, not New Dawn. I play that game. <laughs> right. But it's like they're bound to consoles. And I'm I don't one I don't have a TV so I'd have to buy a TV 
too, I don't have a console, so I'd have to buy a console and then the game. So it's like, I'm a, I'm a consumer that would like to purchase and play these games, but I just can't. Like, it's not in my, I'm not going to put down all this other money. I'm not going to put down an investment just to buy these specific games for these consoles. And it's the same issue with having exclusives like on the Epic Store versus Steam. Right. Like, sure, it's not too much extra work to get a free account on the Epic Store. Like, I don't have to pay anything. But I don't want to have to be like, oh, so I want to play this game. I have to go through this launcher specifically to play it. Right. Like with Ubisoft, Ubisoft sells a lot of their games on their own storefront and on Steam. So when you buy it on Steam, it just launches it through their stuff anyway. Right. So it's not an issue. But by saying like your stance is we need we need more people to use our service. So to do it, we're going to have exclusive games to only our service. That's just going to get less people to play it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't think it's the right approach. Exclusivity only adds frustration. And maybe, like, the problem is, I think that it has worked in the past. And so people see that, especially, you know, you mentioned all the PlayStation ones. The problem with that is that it works, right? Yes, that's and the issue. The problem is us as consumers are fucking dumb and we're like, oh, look at all these really cool exclusives on PlayStation. I guess I got to get a PlayStation. And exclusive titles sell units. and mm-hmm. That's why they're exclusive. You're right, right, exactly. That's it's about stealing market share from your competitor. So, you, you know, when you know that the only platform you can play detroit becoming human on is the playstation then you'll be like oh man i really want to play that game and when that happens enough times some people break down and they eventually pull the trigger and they buy the console so they can get all those exclusives and i can understand to some extent why exclusives tend to work on consoles because the hardware is completely different uh, especially not not so much anymore, but back in the day before PlayStation switched to a standard uh, like x86 architecture, mm-hmm. back when they were using like their th- they had a completely different architecture for their chips, and uh, so developing a game on PlayStation versus developing a game on Xbox was like you had to decide, right? Like you, you didn't have the, there's, there was very few cross platform titles. They would need two different teams. Essentially. If you wanted to make a cross platform title, like if you want to release the same game on both, you'd, they're completely different development cycles because they were different fundamental hardware. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times they it would was sh- like building a game in one language and then right. rebuilding it in an entirely different language. Right. Yeah. You'd have to pick one because it's, it's too much time or effort to release it on both unless you're a huge AAA like studio. Mm-hmm. That problem doesn't exist in as much anymore. It still does, but not quite as much uh, now that PlayStation and Xbox have very similar architecture. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not as like even these days, most game engines like they can just export straight without like much work yeah there's there's there's, slight differences like oh if you want to like use these scripts they might not work on this system because i remember i owned the modules in game maker to export to like phones and it's like okay if you use any of like these commands it won't work here because that specific phone doesn't have support for that so that's like when the slight differences come in but most of the time there's no difference 
Well, and most of the major engines have the ability to cross compile, right? Like it mm-hmm. sometimes you have to pay more for it. Like you mentioned uh video what video game studio? Yeah, Game Maker Studio. Oh, Game Maker Studio. Yeah, like if you pay for the top tier, you could cross you it w- they would uh you could build your game on like six different platforms or whatever. Mm-hmm. They had it actually on the Humble Bundle for 15 bucks, you had like $900 worth of their licenses. Right. So you can export to literally anything. All the major engines now, like you know Unity and mm-hmm. all those ones, like you can you can you can crap it out in whatever language or whatever platform. So now the the idea of exclusivity is more just like a giant fuck you, right? Like it's not like it it it's not as much of a choice as it used to be. Other than well, this guy paid me more, for, so I'm not going to compile it for that other platform, like. It, even though Pretty it's probably much. like a click of a couple buttons in a lot of cases to like spit it out on another platform, it's just like, well, yeah, but they didn't pay me as much, so fuck those, fuck that demographic, and that's that's what bugs me. And it's more of a software issue than a hardware issue, even on consoles, right? So it it doesn't, it's not consumer friendly, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Is what it ultimately comes down to. It just like. Especially when you start to see big titles. Like, I was actually really excited about Metro Exodus. Mm-hmm. That's Me the main one mentioned in I this article. I had it article. sitting in my Steam wish list like, right. for the past year. Because I was like, as soon as it comes available, I'm going to like wait for the reviews, see some YouTube videos, see if it's actually like living up to the hype, and then I'll buy it. Yeah, so that one was kind of a punch in the gut because I really enjoyed the other Metro games. And... All of a sudden, Metro Exodus is now going to be an epic exclusive mm-hmm. because they probably like rolled up with all their Fortnite money and were like, "Hey, if you we'll ma- guarantee you like a sum, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, we'll pay you if you don't make X amount, we'll pay the difference." Like they, I'm sure they had some type of contract where the the developers for Metro Exodus are probably being handsomely rewarded for making it exclusive. Mm-hmm. And the Epic Games launcher takes a, a smaller cut than Steam. Right. That I mean, which, that's a good approach. Mm-hmm. Offering, that's how you attract more games to your service. Right. Offering good features to both the consumer and the producer, right? The producer being the, the developers of Metro Exodus, the consumer being all of us plebs. Like... Provide good features to both ends, right? Give give enticing things to like cause like for example, Steam's API has a lot of really useful things in it, but it's also kind of a clusterfuck. And their mm-hmm. web APIs have gotten worse actually, because they've changed the restrictions on them. Like that's why Steam's uh Steam Spy, like they broke Steam Spy because they changed like the way that you can extract data from Steam and like the the Steam APIs, as useful as they are, they could be much better. And so, like, all all Epic really needs to do is provide solid features, solid searching tools, good customer service, and some solid APIs, and say, hey, look, oh, and and giving the developer a, a larger cut. That that's enough. Like, I think people will be like, oh wow, look, this is a good platform. Also, the free the the free games is like that's a good thing, right? Like they gave away um, what's it called that uh, that survival Subnautica. game Subnautica. That's mm-hmm. that's smart. 
give away games for free on your platform. Because I have Subnautica now on Epic platform and I don't have it on Steam because I got it for free. So if I ever want to play that, I can be like, oh shit, I have this game. I'll just launch the Epic launcher so I can play it. Yeah, and it's like right now, like I'm looking at the Epic Game Store and it's like, who designed this? Oh, the game. Click on the score tab and it's like, Big big square advertising the most popular thing right now, which is the Subnautica deal and the standalone Subnautica thing that they just released below zero. And I'm like, okay, that's cool since I'm actually interested in that. It's right front page basically. But then I have to scroll down and the games are like in weird shapes. Like some of them are rectangles, some of them are landscapes, some are horizontal. Yeah, like don't landscape portrait. And it's like how there's no search. How do I know what's on here? There's no, t- there's no genre. There's no tags. I was going to try my best not to bring up their store because that might send me on another fucking 15-minute rant. It is the most dog shit. Like, it, this whole web 2.0 flat squares all connected garbage that is the Epic Store is... Yeah, it's infuriating. Like, I... In fact, we're going to pull it up right now because I... I let me do a window cap. I don't have a window for Epic, so let me uh, mm-hmm. pull that up real quick. But it's, it's like it, it's good that Steam is finally getting competition, but at the same time, you're gonna have to beat Steam's like what they got started what in like 2002, the earliest, and then they've just been iterating from there. So you have to go up against 17 years of iterating upon their storefront and adding every single feature. No, it is absolute oh, dog 2003. So I was off by year. Look at like who hat. So it's like, oh yeah, do you hear what's it called? Blah, blah, blah. It's on. Oh, Axiom Verge is free, by the way. I'm going to claim that. Oh, coming soon. That's a good game. I already own it on Steam, but whatever. It is, it is the worst store. And you know, I, I, I have my, uh, I have my, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I have my assumptions. That's not the word I'm looking for. About why it's like this? About why it's like this. Because they don't what have enough the- games. Ooh, that's true. They, they, they're literally, they have to put these giant, because if they index their games the way Steam does, if you just saw like a quick list, it'd be like, oh, that's it? Fits on a eight and a half by eleven sheet they, paper. They put these giant fucking boxes. <laughs> like, look, Subnautica takes up almost the entire whole. Like, that's the only game other than these little things up here. But like, this is all their games. This is it. And then, like you said, some of them aren't even out yet. Right, coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. Uh, free. Oh wow, Jackbox Party Pack is free. Right, click on that. Yeah, same. Gonna claim that. <laughs> See? See, give stuff away for free. That's a good technique. Steam was like at first. No, Steam was terrible too, but Steam was still searchable. That's the difference. Steam was garbage from the beginning, but they still had basic features that you'd expect. Right. Like, honestly, you want to know what I do in general when I'm uh, when I'm looking for a game? I don't use any of those things anyway. Oh, sorry, wrong one. Here's what I do when I'm looking for a game. Let me close this fucking epic here. I go right here. Uh, 
I have I am not an affiliate of them in any way, but I love this site, so I'm not I don't make money by telling you guys to go here. Is it Google? No. It's Cheap Shark. Cuz it's an index. They they basically tap into all the APIs for all the different game sales platforms. And so if you want to see if a game is on sale, like if I come up here and I go to Subnautica, right? I can click right here and I can see, oh, well, it's $17.49 on Steam, on the Epic Game Store, and on Humble Store. So it indexes all of the different sites and tells you where it's on sale or how much it is across the internet. It's awesome. You can browse too. And they have a they have a score that they use, a deal rating. So it's based on how much the percentage discount it is versus how good the reviews are. Mm, when it, that's so when, an interesting statistic. Yeah, during the holidays, I come here and I sort it by deal rating and I just start scrolling down the list. Because like the vermin, like Vermintide, uh, Warhammer, End Tides, Vermintide, one twenty nine right now, and it tells you which platform. So uh, Green Man Gaming for one twenty nine right now. And I'll just scroll through here during the holidays. This is how I buy a lot of present. Uh, like I gift games to friends, especially like around Christmas time. And you can come on here and find really good games for like a dollar or two. But it might be on Humble Bundle. It might be on Amazon. It might be on Steam. So. It's a good resource. Mm -hmm. Indexes all that stuff for you. So there you go. Use it. You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, no, exclusivity on a software platform, there's no reason for it to exist, period. I, mm -hmm. I'm i probably not going to play Metro now. And Hades, I I honestly love that game, but I don't play it as much as I would if it was if it was on Steam. I guarantee you Hades would have like three times the player base. You know what I'm talking about? The top down. Yeah, it was the, uh, top, the isometric. Isometric uh, roguelike. Uh, roguelike, yeah. It's a great game, but a lot of people don't even know it exists because it's on Epic. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem. And then until Epic gets a lot of the features Steam has, it's going to be really hard to go to it. Like you click on a game on the Epic Store. Like I clicked on this Genesis game. And you're like, all right. It has a description here. The dev has some videos some screenshots, and that's it. Like, there's no review system. There's right. no way to see what other people thought about it. Whereas on Steam, like, every game you click on, it's, like, current recent reviews, overall reviews. Here's what your friends have said, which friends are playing it, which friends own it. Like, they have all these social features attached onto it. Right. Add to the experience. And then you scroll down, and you can read every single person's review. Right. If they left one. Uh, Wix in Twitch chat asked what game? Uh, it's this game right here. It's called Hades. It's a really fun game. Uh, I think that Bishop Girl is actually the one that told me about it. It was it was free on Epic for a couple weeks when it first came out because Epic's been doing the whole like giveaway game, like different games every week or whatever to promote their platform. It's a really cool game. It's actually made by the same people, uh, Giant Games. What, what are they called? Something Giant Games. It's the same studio that made Bastion. Ooh. So you can tell by the art style and the music. Super Giant, yes. Uh, it's made by Super Giant. Bastion, Pyre, and Transistor. Exactly. Thank you, Bishop Girl. 
made by the same studio, but it's a roguelike. Roguelite, actually, if we're going to be technical about it. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, the un- the w- the rate at which you unlock stuff and discover stuff is is very well thought out. There's a ton of dialogue. Uh, I don't think it was free, but I did gift it to you. Oh, that's right. You did gift it to me. I think it was free for a week or two, though. And I, I think I either missed it or it was free after you bought it for me. There was, it was free there for a minute. Um, but anyway, there's a ton of great dialogue, animation, music. Like Super Giant's music is always top notch. And the problem is, my point being, getting back to our original discussion, a lot of people don't know this game exists. Mm-hmm. Because it's on the Epic Store. Yeah. It's an exclusive, so. And then taking a look at Discord, since they're the other one trying to compete here. yep. Something actually interesting that they have, because they started as a social platform, right? You click on the game. They also don't have, like, your friends play this, here's reviews and stuff. Which, it's Discord. They should have that. It's a social platform. Yeah, so they really should have it. But something that they do have, which I thought was interesting when I first saw it, you scroll down on on the page for the game, and it lists if there's a verified Discord server for that game. So if you want to talk about it with other people, that's basically like how they're doing their forum system. You can, if there's a verified Discord, then you can go and join that one. But if there isn't, don't know how that works. But yeah, they're still missing like, oh, have your friends played this? What do the reviews look like? They still lack a lot of stuff that I feel like they really need if they want to compete against Steam. Right. Yeah. Um, just having like a couple screenshots and a video is not, we live in the information age and people do a shit ton of research and they expect that now. Like steam has set that bar, right? Like anytime Mm -hmm. I hear about a game, I go to steam. Like you said, I go through which one of my friends have already bought it. Who's playing it? I read like multiple, like I'll usually read a few like really positive reviews and two or three negative reviews to see like what people like and don't like about it. Uh, there, there's the community page besides just the store page. There's the whole community page where you can see screenshots and videos of people that that have captured in the game. Like steam has their own screenshot system. So you can like press F 12 in the game and automatically upload your screenshot to the community page for that game. Like Mm -hmm. there's, there's the forums on steam that like, there's a lot of people who rely on all of that information to make informed decisions. And that's the expectation now. Mm -hmm. Especially like a big thing that comes up, even I brought it up, you know, the cut steam takes versus the cup cut Epic takes. I don't know how much discord takes, but apparently the Epic launcher is around 10%. Steam is about 30%. But just by having your game on steam, you're basically having access on a platform with an already huge user base and you get free access to all of the stuff we just mentioned. All those features. Yeah, they're built into the platform. That's what's going to win the distribution war is good features. Until you can at least try to compete with Steam with all of the features they offer by publishing your game on their platform, like exclusives. Plus, like you can read the Reddit comments uh, a lot of people are pissed off about them trying to pull the whole exclusive thing. Because mm-hmm. for the longest time, that was like the joke about consoles. Like on PC, there are no exclusives. Right. 
that's that's a thing for the cl- the console plebeians, and now it's like, come on in here. Yep. Come on, Epic. Just make a better platform and offer us some good features. Get, stop mm-hmm. doing this exclusive shit. Epic wants to compete, but as it stands right now, the Epic Games launcher is pretty much the Fortnite launcher. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's Epic, Hades, and Subnautica. Those are the only games I own on it. One of them was gifted to me, and the other two were free. So, Offer me some features. Mm-hmm. Um, There's really no reason to swap right now, especially like to Discord or the Epic one. That's like, what's the point? Yeah. So, James, if you don't mind, uh, I'd like to take a very short break. And then uh, we can mm-hmm. finish discussing. There were a couple other things that I wanted to talk about before we close out the podcast. Sorry, anyone out there lurking. There is no Sheaf's beef this week. Uh, Mr. Mashif is busy. He had a lot going on at work. Um, but we do have some more fun stuff to discuss. We'll stop, we'll stop ranting about the foibles of epic and we'll talk about some fun silly stuff when we come back so please stick around uh tell your friends hit the bucket.com and uh we'll see you in a minute we're back james what were you uh oh, i'll bring you on in a sec actually so uh i don't know if you guys saw this week but there was a lot of controversy surrounding all the youtube copyright stuff going on so we wanted to talk about that for a second i'm probably going to play a a video in uh, honor of <laughs> the current situation but first i want to bring james on and ask him what he was smiling about what, what was so funny over there you caught me so there's a there's a new guy who's been making the rounds making making waves in the twitch community oh yeah you might have seen his uh tweets of mr l lance oh yeah dude i already messaged him <laughs> Oh, really? He didn't reply. Awesome, <laughs> we'll try again. He's already what? beyond our reach. But I yeah, know. Was, uh, he just, he put up a video like eight hours ago that just popped up on my feed. And I was watching it. Oh, it's great. It's about the, the life of your Twitch mod team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, his, uh, he, he posts those videos on Twitter, right? They're like Twitter yeah, videos. He, 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 his big one that blew him up was the one he did about Ninja and like the ads on, uh, other people's streams mm-hmm. the ninja ads during the new year's event that was like the the post that like really blew him up i remember everyone's retweeting that one but he does he does a video every day right or like once a week or uh, he does them pretty uh, often they're often yeah i don't know how often let's see so he's got a life of the twitch mod was today and then goodbye tweets then the last one see 28 so like looks like every two days or so yeah he has them up pretty frequently which is surprising because they're all the early ones were kind of kind of hit like not really funny right but he's getting better with the writing right and the latest one that's why i was smiling i was like oh this is this is funny he ended it with all right dude stream started we're gonna we're gonna eat ass and chew bubble gum and he's like we're gonna what (laughs) that's from the perspective of like a seasoned veteran mod that's been around for like eight years right new guy trying to join the team yeah his name's l lance so if anyone out there uh lurking on the uh the podcast if you know how to get us in touch with l lance 
I I sent him a. Uh, I'm sure he gets fucking DM'd all the time, because his his is blowing up. Well, the funny thing is, is you go and watch his Twitch, and he he does he doesn't have as many viewers as you would expect because his Twitter his Twitter posts get thousands of likes and retweets. But like, I went to his channel, and he had like forty people watching him, and I was like, dude, how does this guy not have like thousands of people watching him? But I don't know. I guess Twitter fame and Twitch ratio. fame are two different things. So. Or people like see that don't know anything, like actually streams, like they just retweet the, right. uh, the videos, like haha, that's so funny, and then never like go past it. Right. Yeah, but I, uh, I, I reached out to him like right after. I think it was. It wasn't right after the ninja video, but it was like one or two after that one. He had another one that was pretty popular, and I just messaged him and was like, "Hey, I got this podcast thing. You want to come on and like talk? I'd love to ask you some questions about your videos and stuff." But he never replied, so that's the life of a podcaster. His loss. <laughs> Always dude, I send out so many invites. Like you guys like you guys don't see it all like anyone watching or listening, but I'm constantly trying to contact people. Like every week, whenever I see anyone that's remotely interesting that I'm like, Oh, I wanna talk to that guy. I'll I'll find their email address or their I'll DM them or I'll like shoot them. Well, like I'll just whatever way I can try and get a hold of them. And like 90% of the time they don't respond. So it is what it is, but you just got to shoot your shot. Yeah. You know, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, I guess. If you're not failing, you're not trying hard enough. That's what I usually like to tell myself, but someday, someday when we're they'll they'll regret it. Right. That's the. Two years from now when we're when we've built our audience and our brand and they're like hey can i come on your podcast be like remember that dm i sent you a year and a half ago no i'm just kidding mm-hmm. i would still let him on it's like a joke i saw once on a northern lion stream he was talking about a markiplier and he was making a joke about giving advice to markiplier and then he's like wait a minute hold on he goes in his gmail searches for markiplier finds an email from 2012 from Markiplier talking about oh. how he saw his Reddit thread about starting a Let's Play channel. Yeah, he's like, yeah. So I really took like what you put in that Reddit thread like to heart and really followed like what you said. And I've like grown to two thousand subscribers, and I want to say thanks. And then Northern like I guess never saw it, but he never deleted it. And he's like years later n- finds that email again. And he's like, ah, oh, I built Markiplier. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what he framed it as. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never know, you know. Like, uh, I, Change I would. How the world works. I would love to see some of our previous guests go on to like be successful. I think it'd be cool just to like look back on that old podcast when they were just starting out, especially some of the really ambitious ones, like uh, Larry IRL. Man, like, I, it, it, it'd be it'd be cool to like look back on that podcast years from now if that guy, you know, continues to do his thing and builds his brand with his puppet and everything. <laughs> I mean, as himself. His personal image, yeah. <laughs> it's so hard for me to separate that, man. He's a Muppet. What's not to get? I know. There's just this part of me, like, because I want to get to know, like, the inner workings of people, there's this part of me that wants to meet the hand behind Larry IRL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Like, years down the line, just looking back. Cause especially because it's all going to be archived. You could be like, oh, remember when we did that right. 10 years ago? Yeah, it's cool. 
It's cool. If our uh, if our entire channel doesn't get copyright uh, striked, mm -hmm. I think we just got an email the other day. They want a uh, fifteen Bitcoin in exchange <laughs> to remove these copyright strikes. Yeah. For for those who don't know, I'll pull it up here. Uh, there's been a so there's been an ongoing problem with YouTube content creators getting copyright strikes and not really being having a good way to fight them. Like you can challenge them, but then if they if they come back and say nope, you're wrong, then you get you can you can get a strike. If see like if you try and fight it twice and you get a strike, then it then at that point you basically have to take it to court. So most people don't fight it because they don't want to risk getting a strike. Um, and it's become a problem because people realize you can you can exploit that system. So there's been a few smaller, the top three videos on Reddit right now are all smaller YouTubers who have gotten copyright, uh, not strikes, but they've gotten copyright claims on their content. And if you get so many claims, you get a strike. And so basically what someone is doing is they're copyright claiming all their videos and then sending them an email or a direct message saying, hey, if you don't pay me, I'm going to continue to copyright claim and strike your videos and have your channel shut down, basically. And because the whole system is automated, unless you get YouTube's attention, there's no stopping it. And it, like people are basically realize they can just straight up exploit this system that YouTube has built. The Google, I should say Google. We need to start putting Google's name on this shit because everyone talks about YouTube and YouTube's policies and YouTube drama. It's Google. We should hold Google accountable because they own. The ones that own it. They own YouTube, and their systems are garbage. And they really need to do something about it because now people are straight up being taken advantage of and exploited and extorted because the automated system is absolute dog shit. It's... It's too easy to exploit. Pretty much. Like, I actually, on my, as part of my channel, I have access to seeing what YouTube thinks is my content on other people's channels. Right. And it's pretty much like, oh, this video matches. How, and it gives you a percentage. Like, this is how much their video actually matches it. The ones that are here, they're like tens of views so it's like not a big deal but it's like yeah it's a 100% match like a straight re-upload and then it's just click of the button striked like it's that easy to give people strikes right yeah I don't know man I uh so I wanted to play this video and uh I'm gonna I'm gonna specifically instruct that Frost not edit this out we are going to get copyright uh claimed <laughs> for this maybe not though because the person's video that i'm gonna play is making the same point that i'm making and in the spirit of continuing what he has started maybe we can hopefully get his attention and the attention of the greater youtube community and how bullshit their system is i'm gonna play his video in its entirety and the video I'm going to play is, if you guys are not familiar with YouTube comment uh, etiquette's channel, uh, he he made a video about all this copyright claim bullshit. And it's such a good video, and I, I, it, it doesn't really need explaining. You, guys, you should just watch it. So we're going to play it beginning to end. It's about, I think it's about 11 or 12 minutes. 
And I want to see if he claims it, first of all. Second of all, I want to see how many, because his video is full of other copyrighted materials. So I want to see if it has a uh, a um, trickle-down effect. I want to see if it has a uh, waterfall effect. If the videos in his video cause my claim to get all the same copyright claims that his video got. Mm-hmm. I'm, very, I'm very curious. Probably, I'm guessing. But uh, let's see what and happens. More than one source is copyright claiming something. No one gets the revenue. Right. <laughs> Who gets the revenue for my copyright claim of his copyright claim of it's yeah, it's copy. It's copyception. Exactly. Hello either. and welcome to Internet Here Comment Etiquette. I'm Eric, your host. And, you know, I've been hearing a lot of horror stories about YouTube and its flawed copyright claim system. I mean, there's so many examples to choose from. Look, apparently CD Baby is claiming my stream between 433 and 503. This is what they're claiming. Hey guys. Oh, I'm buffering? Is that me buffering? I believe so, yeah. Why am I buffering? I've never buffered on a Feels bad, man. I like that clip Wait. you just posted though. This is what they're this is what they're copyright claiming and it's just Hey guys. And then that's it. Yep, here we go. Ready? Hey guys. You hear that? That's 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 my voice. It got manually claimed. Now this is not an automatic bot. This is an employee. Which means that the video is still running, but the revenue from advertising now goes into his pocket instead of my pocket. The video is called "Why Is Everybody Lying About Behemoth?" Oh, there's my boy. I talk about the issue. I don't play even a fucking microsecond of the song. Not at all. Boom. What do I wake up to today? Oh, this claim was manually claimed, not even an automatic detection. Some motherfucker. These are all very popular YouTubers who are still having issues <laughs> with YouTube's copyright claim system for a variety of reasons. And I don't really want to get into specifics because it's not that kind of video. No, if I just spent 10 minutes retreading what other people have said more eloquently than me, uh, it would be pretty boring. So I'm going to approach it from a different angle. What I'm going to do is see just how many copyright claims I can get Here we right go. now on this video. It's like a... Like scientific research, it's like a social experiment. I mean, if this guy from Prank Invasions can get a blowjob in an alley and call it a social experiment, I feel like I should be able to do this. So let's get these copyright claim Olympics started Jesus. with Bird Box. Gonna put that in the corner, that's a copyright claim. And um, here's a Jurassic Park theme over the actual Olympics. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite part of Bird Box. Bird Box, only on Hulu. Now, one of the ways that people on YouTube are being targeted <laughs> only on copyright Hulu. claims is through a misunderstanding of fair use. Like, for instance, if I were to take the entire John Wick 3 trailer and just play it in its entirety without any commentary, that, that's just me ripping off a trailer. But what if I did something a little more transformative? Like, if I took everybody's voices, dubbed them over with farts, and then put royalty-free music underneath. I'd say that's arguably within fair use, which is exactly what I'm trying to avoid here. So uh, here's last year's Super Bowl. Brady under pressure, escapes the sack, launching one for the end zone. Oh yeah, you know the NFL is going to want all my ad money for that shit. Go birds. All right. Well, let's take a look at someone else who, unlike me, doesn't deserve all their copyright claims and 
See if I can learn a few tricks. My whole channel got copyright claimed by Dog VA. So let's walk you through how a company managed to claim my whole channel unlawfully. Oh man, that sucks. Hey, you know what this YouTube video is missing? Taylor Swift music. So naturally, if I explained to a company that I had the license to a song that I was using on multiple videos, you would think they would just whitelist my channel from using that song. And in that way, I would never be claimed again for using that song. Yeah, that's more like it. I mean, we already know the story here. The dude got copyright claimed and he shouldn't have. But you know who should? have me right now because I'm about to play the last Jedi Oh shit, there's other videos still playing. I was also kindly informed that any videos that are copyright claimed will not perform as well as those that are not copyright claimed. Damn, I didn't know that. And uh, just looking at the comments on this video, it seems like Sea Dogs fans are sharing their own copyright claim woes. I got a copyright claim on a track I used in one of my videos. The amazing thing is that it was on my own music. I created it, owned it, and published it, and yet I still got a false claim. I once had a copyright claim for a song on a video I did which had no music whatsoever. I just got demonetized for you re-uploading others' content. It doesn't exist because all my content is original. Well done, YouTube. Wait a second, does this mean I can copyright strike anyone, get a chuck of their money? One TV news channel used scenes from videos of a traveling YouTube channel for an interview, and then they claimed the videos, both with over 10 million views, that the YouTuber made himself for the clips they stole from him. Stop bleeping the F word! Ah, sucks for them trying not to get copyright claimed, but still, one of the funnest things you can do on YouTube is talk shit about YouTube. So True. here's what I got. YouTube showed up to my son's funeral and copyright claimed his coffin because it had fidget spinners on it. Then Disney showed up and copyright claimed the hole we were going to bury him in because it looked too much like the one they dug for themselves when they fired James Gunn over some stupid tweets and handed his ass to DC to make their movies instead. The real sad thing about all this is my beautiful son died while performing that new Fortnite dance where you slurp bath salts and charge towards a police officer while reaching behind you. Unfortunately, the cop's body cam was uploaded online and now some dude in Florida is suing our son's ghost because he's saying he came up with that dance move First. And Dude, those comments are insane. Alright, well, well, that song plays long enough to get picked up by YouTube's copyright bots. Here's a guy I got really fucked. 10 hours of low-level white noise. Oh, this one's crazy. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Uh, that's just static noise. You can't copyright claim that. Well, tell that to the five companies that copyright claim the static. That's right. You can't even monetize your own 10-hour video of static noise anymore. And yep. if you click on the description, it says the song being used here is How Pink Noise with Bass by White Noise, noise Babies, Meditation Awareness, White Noise Research. Well, I'm a researcher. I want to research what video thinks this is infringing on its copyright. Hang on, these don't even sound remotely similar. That's a bad content ID match. Well, doesn't matter. I mean, if you get claimed, you get claimed. And you're gonna get claimed. Let's check out the comments on the original static video and see what we're working with. How the hell does this infringe on copyright? Well, well, I hear Shakira here, some Eminem, and Lil Tupac. Gotcha. I used to have an old radio that was making this exact noise. I'm glad I threw it out since it was probably violated copyright since at least the 1970s when it was originally made. Soon the copyright silence. This music is dope. Whose work did you steal to get copyright strike? The song 2018. Bro, this song, you owe me royalties. You should really give credit to the artist. Oh shit, alright, looks like this comment section's all taken care of. I don't really think I need to leave a comment on this. These these guys got it. But I can't help but notice that this dumbass baby noise video that's siphoning all this guy's ad revenue has uh, zero comments, like a blank canvas, ready for the first brush stroke. 
I made this exact same noise one time while my boyfriend was in the middle of getting my mouth pregnant. So I'm a little offended to see that you're claiming it as something you have the rights to when I've owned it far longer since that exhausting night back in my 2007 Ford Fusion. Hey, maybe if your entire YouTube channel is just random videos of white noise. I sure the X-Men theme is playing during that part. Babies. You don't need to volunteer for YouTube's content ID match system. Looks like someone needs to Google copyright law for babies because you fucking suck at it. Either way, I will no longer be playing your white noise for my baby. From now on, I'm only going to play the Friends theme song when he sleeps and by the time he's 20 he'll poison my dinner and put my skeleton up in the attic to frighten hitchhikers that he's brought back to our home so he can turn them into headphones to keep that infernal song from playing in his mind 24 7 thanks a lot for that you jerk p.s why can't white people listen to the friends theme song without clapping and toast and friends theme song Wait, hold up, what the fuck is this? Hey everyone, welcome to Internet Comment Etiquette. I'm Eric, your host, and I'm here to teach you how to leave proper uh, and respectful comments. See anything familiar here? I mean, you should, yep. because that's me, and that's this show, but that is not my YouTube channel. Look oh. at this shit, someone bootlegged a bunch of my lessons and has the balls to call his channel Internet Comment Etiquette with Eric? People in blogs? 45 subscribers? Oh, son of a bitch, it's 46 now! He just... He just gained a subscriber while I was doing this. Well, this gives me a good chance to see what the copyright claim system is like from the other side of things. And, uh, you know I'm gonna play some copyrighted material while I do it. Okay, so where do I go to do this shit? Do I report it? Yep, and impersonation sounds about right. He's impersonating my entire channel. And what's this? Okay, so I guess I just choose the videos he's copying, which is all of them, and bam, 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 gotcha, you little copyright thief. Wait, what's all this about comments? I didn't find any internet comment etiquette with Eric's comments on your channel. Okay, well, I get to explain myself down here, so that's good. Am I doing this right? This dude is re-uploading all of my videos and using my name while putting ads on the content. The music. I don't know what all this stuff about comments so is, but please remove his channel mm -hmm. and give me his money. And copyright claim. See, that's what this whole system was made for, and I, I hope I did that right, but knowing how YouTube works, he'll probably be able to turn around and copyright claim me right back from my own work. Sort of like what happened to this poor son of a bitch. Craziest copyright strike from YouTube ever? So someone took my track, added vocals, added guitars, made their own track, uploaded it to Spotify, YouTube, whatever, and I get a copyright infringement notice? Wait, what? Tale as old as time. So I wrote him this. <laughs> Hi, my name is Paul Davids. Are you aware of the fact that you used one of my tracks to publish as your own? Tale as old as time. Oh, right, that's a copyrighted song. As old as yes. Bittersweet and strange Finding you can change Learning you were wrong Hey Alexa, you got any copyrighted shit you want to play? Okay, here's a song that will surely cripple your ad revenue. That's perfect. Thanks Alexa. One day I will live inside your corpse. What? I said save a cigar right from Cuba. Bar. I just bite it, it's for the look. I don't bite it. Yeah, right on, Alexa. All right, well, check out this fucking comment. You know, it sucks because the copyright system on YouTube is actually what allows us to pretty much make whatever we want without insane rules on what we can and can't upload. The system is only there because of pressure from major studios and record labels who see YouTube as a nest of parasites who want to make money off their intellectual property, when it's actually quite the opposite if you look at it as a normal human being and not some equally parasitic legal department that knows nobody's going to sue them for a false DMCA. 
takedown. But with all this concern and shit talk being lobbed at YouTube, perhaps it's also on us as a community to present a viable alternative to the way this copyright system works. What if, for instance, YouTube implemented a sort of TSA pre-check for YouTube channels where you can apply as a creator, and based on your current standing with copyright claims and depending on how big your channel is, therefore more likely to be your main source of income, you can get a soft whitelisting that adds extra steps when another company wants to copyright claim you. YouTube's gonna fix all this eventually one day, so why not just do it now and save your person who runs that team YouTube on Twitter a shitload of hateful comments. Thank you for your time, and please let us move forward into the future of entertainment with a better connection between platform and creator. Good day. And post! What? I thought I'd be constructive. It's an etiquette show. Not every fucking comment's gotta be about me getting banged by dudes. In conclusion, this was all for <laughs> so research good. purposes. Please don't mm -hmm. sue me. It was it a really prank social experiment. Don't sue me. All right, here's a Beatles song. It's almost over. Wait, hang on. Oh, These are the only copyright claims I'm going to get on this video? That's nothing. I could do better than that. Uh, music, maestro, please. <laughs> He's still playing Bird Box in the corner. Uh, the time that this video is uploaded, it's already hit with 23 different copyright strikes. Ice water turn Atlantic, night calling in a phantom. But I got look what you taught me. Yeah, for that I just wanna have fun with it. Only girl just wanna have fun with me. Exactly what I need. How many times did you cheat? A lot. How many times did you look? Hey, yeah, I miss you, but I got no time for that. You were so many. Okay, now let's see. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Alright, well that's it for the Copyright Claim Olympics. Uh, pretty sure I won that shit, and um, I'll see you next week. Wait, what the fuck is a copyright strike? <laughs> the system works. I love that part at the end when he's like, what the fuck is a copyright strike? <laughs> he's like, wait, that's a thing? But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to, in in proper respect and uh, tradition, I'm going to tell Frost not to edit that at all. And I'm sure we're going to get lots of copyright uh notices on that on this um, it'll on, be your very first strike maybe i'll get a strike hopefully i just get a copyright uh notice and not a strike maybe we'll get a strike let's see we're, we're gonna we're gonna hold uh internet comment etiquette with eric to his own standard and see if he uh strikes us is it transformative enough i don't know i mean we were just sitting there listening which is like, you know, half a Twitch in the just chatting section. So I, honestly, I think it's transformative. I laughed and commented. So I guess we'll see. We'll see how the system works. Also, her name is Salma. I didn't know this. I For my entire life, uh, mostly I was just looking at her boobs. Apparently, uh, somebody posted this on uh reddit it says salma hayek 23 years apart 1995 to 2018 which is crazy like 
95 to 2018 she still looks fantastic right she's got she's got a little more like weight under her eyes but she's still rocking it still looking great i'd still tap that but the top comment is what blew my mind right here it says it took me 23 years to notice her name isn't selma and i read that comment and yeah i have the same response as this guy right here joe schmo he said holy shit how old were you when you learned Salma Salma Hayek's name isn't Selma? Dude, I, I was eight years old. I was 35. I was my current age. I've for my entire life, you didn't know her name was Salma? No, I've always said Selma Hayek. I don't think I've ever seen her name in print. I've only mm. heard it, so I assumed Selma. It just yeah, it, it's one of those things where everyone else is making the same mistake. So you just assume that's the correct. That's it. That's just her name. I've I seriously until I read that comment like four days ago, I did not know that her name was Salma. I've known her name as Salma since I was introduced to her in Desperate. Dude, Desperado is a that's a killer movie. It's a really good movie. But anyway, she's still looking great, and her name is not Selma. <laughs> <laughs> Which brought up the whole discussion of uh, alternate universes because it, it made me think of the whole Berenstain versus Berenstein Bears discussion. I think someone even brought it up in the comments here. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right here. It says, oh, shit, it's the Bernstein Bears all over again. <laughs> My entire life, and for thousands, maybe millions of people, they thought it was Berenstein Bears, but it is actually Berenstein Bears, and many people swear that they've seen it the other way. And uh, there's a subreddit for it called the Mandela Effect. Yeah, that's it. It was like in my head, I was like, there's a word for this, isn't there? Right. And so generally what is referenced, there's the Berenstain versus Berenstein, which that one is insane. Like that, there's, there's like whole papers written about like the, the, the chances that we live in an alternate universe because so many people, so many people believe that uh, it's Berenstein. Uh, and then another one that people bring up when this argument happens is the the discussion of Kazam versus Shazam. Because I, from my childhood, I swear to you, on my I, I swear to you on my grandmother's grave, on my deathbed, there was a movie called Shazam with a genie and that genie was Simbad. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist. It does not exist on any, there, there was somebody, the college humor made a skit about it where they made a fake version of it, but there is no movie called Shazam with Simbad as a genie. There is a movie called Kazam with Shaq as a genie. Hmm. But there's, I swear to you, there's thousands of people that believe there is a movie called Shazam 
with Sinbad as a genie. Mm-hmm. So what you're telling us is you're actually from an alternate dimension. And you crossed <laughs> over at a point you can't remember. And it's it's these little bits and pieces that make you question, is this the reality I'm, I've always been from? Exactly. Or have I come here? Am I a traveler lost? So I'm from a different re- – I'm from a different dimension where her name is Selma Hayek, where it's Baron Steen Bears – and Shazam is an actual movie. So fuck all y'all who say that it's Salma Hayek and Baron Stain Bears and Kazam starring Shaquille O'Neal is a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't Just know. a series of people misremembering something or the more fun idea, people randomly swapping into alternate dimensions. I've never heard of Shazam with Sinbad, though. There's a lot of people who do who uh, uh, share my sentiment. Just mm-hmm. just Google Shazam Sinbad and you'll find a lot of people who are like, what happened to that show Shazam with Sinbad? Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things where it's like, you think about it, you're like, oh, and then someone corrects you like, no, it was actually this with Shaq. And you're like, oh, but I could have <laughs> swore it was this. And then you find out other people had that same idea. And it's like, what's more plausible that all these people misremember the same thing? Or that you're from a different alternate dimension, you know, which one's more <laughs> kind of equal. I mean, I guess, I guess the infantile mind is probably pretty malleable, so there's a good chance that a lot of us just didn't know the difference between Berenstein and Berenstain. But, I mean, <sighs> this Salma one is just further proof, though. I mean, I'm trying to remember the first time I noticed that she was a piece it it was probably <laughs> when when you hit puberty like sometime in your so i was already yeah in your in your like preteens like junior high like i by then i knew better right so i should have known how to spell someone's name by then the berenstein versus berenstain i understand cuz that's like very early like childhood your mind is still developing you obviously remember shit wrong but like this whole salma versus selma thing it's questionable because then now you're getting hormones involved now you're getting preteen navio involved i don't know concerned I might actually be from an alternate universe. This guy's from an alternate universe. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> we're, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but we had to mention it. This guy fell asleep while he was streaming <laughs> and he woke up and he had over 200 viewers. And this- as he awoke, he awoke as though a god had descended and Twitch had erupted as their savior had awoken. Yeah, the only way to watch this clip is with chat. Because I the first time I watched it, I watched it on this screen and it didn't have the chat. The chat is what makes this gold. So look at it. He, he's full on sleeping. 
He looks over and like he's obviously still like processing what's going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, where am I? Why am I at my desk? I think I fell asleep on stream once. Like one time. I deleted the VOD, so there's no evidence, but I'm pretty sure it happened. He's awake. David lives. Lol. Like, chat just blows up. Oh, my God. He lives. It's happening. Wow. Good day, sir. Oh, my God. He's still not, like, he's still processing what's happening. And it's funny because now they did, they recently changed the TOS to where sleeping on stream is not allowed. Yeah. Supposedly, it's okay on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a, a dude, we don't utter his name on this platform, but he basically had, his entire stream was him sleeping, and he gave out his address. So he expected while he's asleep for people to just come in. And just like walk into his house, and people did. Yeah, that's crazy. So, moral of the story is if you're playing games, stream on Twitch, and then when you go to bed, just switch to YouTube. Mm -hmm. Listening to ASMR as I sleep, eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> this makes me want to fall asleep on stream more often so that I can get more viewers. Apparently, that's how you get viewers. You just fall asleep. That's mm -hmm. content. The cult builds up. Is he asleep? Is he, is he dead? We don't know. We'll just have to wait. <laughs> it's ridiculous that that guy has more viewers than me while he's sleeping. It makes me sad. <laughs> Here I am trying to bust my ass to create quality content. This fucker falls asleep and gets 200 viewers. Anyway, I'm not bitter. You're bitter. Um, <laughs> also, in an alternate universe, actually our universe, uh, the lead singer of a very popular band streams Fortnite on Twitch. Y'all know who Brendan Yuri is? If not, you should probably look him up. I'm not going to do you any favors. He's a Twitch streamer. And he plays uh, Fortnite. Hey, Spish. Thanks for hanging out. I appreciate you being here. Yeah, Brendan Urie streams. I, uh, and Brendan Urie is uh, in what band? I want people to figure it out. <laughs> I can do your work for you. No, I had to look it up because I was like, Brendan Urie. Brandon Urie. That mean, name sounds so familiar. Since you looked it up, you can share it with the people if you want. I don't know. I looked it up hours ago. People can figure it out. <laughs> his, his, he's just well-known enough to where you hear Brendan Urie and you're like, that sounds familiar, but not popular enough to where it's a household name. He has a very, his band has a very distinct demographic of listeners. You catch my drift? If, you, if, you, if you're panicking right now, then maybe you should go to Google. Don't panic. I saw them live, by the way. They're really good live. I, he, he, he really did a great job 
because uh, they did a cover. It's Panic at the Disco. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> they did a really good cover of um, Bohemian Rhapsody. They covered Bohemian Rhapsody for the uh, soundtrack for uh, that movie. The one with all the villains. <laughs> that movie. Gotcha. Wait, what? The DC uh, movie. Oh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, yes. Sounds like, all right. So Panic at the Disco did a did a cover of Bohemian Rhapsody for the Suicide Squad soundtrack. So when I saw him, they were on tour, and they did that cover. He did it live. He sat down at the piano and did the whole, Mama, ooh. Like, he nailed it. He, like... Probably one of the best songs they played that whole night, honestly. Like, mm. the, the, he's talented as fuck. No doubt. Like, whether or not you like Panic at the Disco, whether or not you like pop music, I mean, it's pop rock. If mm-hmm. anyone wants to argue otherwise, y'all can suck a dick because they're rock, but it's it's pop rock. Mm-hmm. He, he's Is there really an argument there. <laughs> he's selling records. Um, but he, that being said, he is extremely talented and he's entertaining. So he's a streamer on Twitch. He was like, it was funny because I was watching, I was watching him earlier today and he was playing Fortnite and he's like, oh, I got to finish up because we got to go do this show. And I was like, God damn, what kind of life is that? Where you're like, one minute you're streaming Fortnite on Twitch Fortnite. and the next minute you're doing a live show. Mm-hmm. How he said it too, he's like, oh. Guess I gotta turn off stream, guys, so I can go perform in like front of ten thousand people. Like, <laughs> what the heck? It's ruining my day. Right. It's pretty crazy, but I mean, th- I mean, if if nothing else, that that shows you that uh, Twitch is a thing. It's a force mm. to be reckoned with. Right? It's growing, it's growing every year. When uh, you got. Uh, the whole gaming, whether it's YouTube or Twitch, like you got Jack Black now has a channel. He, I don't know if you've heard about it, but you can Google Jablinski, mm-hmm. and he he's starting his own uh, his own thing. We're, we're it's attracting the attention of major celebrities at this point. Creating gaming content on the internet. Mm-hmm. Before we know it, Drake will be the number one Fortnite streamer. <laughs> Dude, you know what blows my mind? Look right here. Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can zoom in a little. Let's, let's just zoom in right here. The amount of bits that people are donating to Brendan Yuri is astounding to me because. <laughs> The guy's pro- the guy's a multi-platinum, multi-millionaire recording artist in like one of the most successful pop rock bands of all times, and you guys are donating thousands of bits to him just so he can read your comment on his stream. Like, eh. but Jimmy, it makes me feel special. He's reading my message. I it just I mean yeah I guess but like it just it blows my mind that someone's like. I'm going to give this guy $10 just so he can acknowledge my mm-hmm. existence. I'm going to give this man $200. Ooh. That's the, so weird. It's like th- those are the people that buy like the VIP tickets 
for these concerts. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like 233. So 23,300 uh, bits. That's he. So Brendan Urie gets $233, right? Mm-hmm. But the person who donated that much spent closer to almost $300 because Twitch takes a cut. Uh, let's see, 23300. Yeah, uh, yeah, if you if you want to buy that many bits, you either have to buy it at $126 increments or $308 increments. That's what I'm saying. And this dude probably bought the $308 one because you get a 12% discount if you just dropping this amount of bits off. Nuclear Goo made a very good point in Twitch chat. He said, to be fair, a lot of artists aren't on Twitch, so at least people are donating to a cool dude who does both the big music stuff and video games. Yeah, no, I I respect that. That's a very mm-hmm. good point. Like the fact that Brendan Urie is just broing down and he's like, Look, I'm famous, but I like playing video games. So I like playing Fortnite. Let's hang out and let's chat. And he and he he honestly like I watched his stream today for a while, and uh, he was pretty engaging. Like he mm-hmm. he actually did read a lot of not just donations or 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 bits or whatever. He was actively reading chat and replying to people because mm-hmm. like a lot of times you get famous people on Twitch and they just ignore chat completely. Like they mm-hmm. it's they like, don't. It's not even there. Yeah, they don't really follow the general Twitch etiquette of interacting with chat. But like, he was every like not every comment because there was like three thousand people in there and chat was moving. But he was he was actively engaging the community. So props to him. Uh, that guy can sing his ass off too. Lady Navio is a huge fan. Did he get any victory royale? <laughs> I know he 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 admittedly he, is he terrible sing, at the but, game. See, so might sing not good at Fortnite. He's not checking off the boxes, Jimmy. <laughs> but no, at least he admitted it though. He's like, I'm terrible at this game, but I enjoy it. It's fun. So at least he was honest. I don't know. I thought it was interesting, but it uh, like how weird is it? Like how weird? How weird is the world we live in, where Brendan Urie, the lead singer of a multi-platinum like band, is just chilling, playing Fortnite, and talking to people on Twitch? It's kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah, but why is it weird? That's just where entertainment's going. Yep. Well, and I, I didn't. I don't have this link up. It wasn't something I was planning on discussing. But uh, recently, there was an article. You guys can Google it. Uh, I'm not. I'm not making this up. I'm not blowing steam at your ass. But uh, recently, Netflix. Uh, I don't know if it was an interview or if it was an article that was written. But Netflix was saying that one of their big competitors is Ninja, and Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like we're it's, we're it's entertaining. We're it's ju- consumable media. Yeah, they're just as concerned about the two hundred thousand people watching Ninja stream Fortnite live as they are about HBO or anyone else. Like they consider that a competitor. Mm-hmm. Because it's because it's like when you think about it, 
previous markets, you know, what they had to contend with was like people in that same market. Like if I like I'm Netflix, I want people to consume my content. But now it's like when you're talking entertainment and there's a ton of different content to watch and one person draws in a hundred K people. That's a chunk of your, of your user base. (laughs) Yeah. That's a lot of users. Like, especially think about it. Like people think about like, like TV, especially like as TV, this like massive gargantuan thing, but they only, their numbers are only like, like for TV shows, they only like popular shows are the ones that get like the millions of people that watch it every week. While every other show, the small, the smaller networks only get like a hundred K to like 1 million. Yeah. Whereas a single person on Twitch can get that much. Yeah, man. I mean, if if you were to take like, I mean, we could look right now. We you could take the top two or three. Let's just go to let's go to Twitch. We're gonna go to Twitch.tv. We're gonna go to browse, and instead of categories, we're gonna go to live channels. So right now on live channels, if you take just the top row. I want to pull up a calculator just because I've had a few drinks. So 62,000 plus 39,000 plus 18, or we'll round up to 19. 19,000 plus 16,000 plus 13,000. 150,000 people are watching the top five channels on Twitch right now. Mm -hmm. Right now, live. They've got their, whether it's their smart TV or their fucking, um, what's the Apple one called? Isn't it just like Apple TV? Apple TV. So whether it's your smart TV, your Apple TV, your Roku, your computer, your phone, your Chromecast, Whatever it is, right now, 150,000 people are watching the top five streams on Twitch. The top five. that Like, just the top five. And Twitch is still growing. And Twitch has how many hundreds of channels, right? So, yeah. Like, you can't deny the amount of people that are tuned into Twitch. So I, I I commend Netflix for acknowledging that. They're like, it's a serious it's it's a serious competitor. Mm-hmm. And it is. Because it's like what I used to do when I was younger, I'd go home, do my homework, and watch TV. But then when I started using the internet more, stopped watching TV. Now I was watching YouTube videos. And then after live stream became more prevalent, now I was watching less YouTube videos, I was watching more live streams. Yeah. It's it's shifting what entertainment people want to consume. Right. Yeah, Especially, I think uh mm-hmm. trying to remember which one it was, but one of the one of the Halo games came out like the same time. I'm I, I tried to Google it real quick. I can't find it. Maybe one of you guys can find it. But one of the Halo games came out like like the same day uh, a a big movie released, and I remember the producers and directors of that movie blaming the Halo release for their for their numbers being so bad because everyone stayed home 
and played video games instead of going to the theater and watching a movie. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happens within internet works too. Like you can't ignore the fact that when a big game comes out, like last night I was playing Diablo three on my stream and my numbers were lower than usual, but I had to remind myself, Oh yeah, fucking resident evil two remaster or the remake of resident evil two came out and kingdom hearts three came out. Mm -hmm. So like, obviously people are going to be probably playing those and tuning into those. So yeah, there's like, it's just, that is the industry. Like there's so much entertainment value across the internet that, that is your that is naturally what people are going to be drawn to is the newest latest content whatever it might be mhm mm and then unlike you know netflix shows that you know 12, 12 episodes 24 episodes only a few seasons you can binge that stuff in like a day or two whereas these streamers they're streaming every single day 365 24 yep. no not 24 7 feels like 24 7 sometimes but they're they're on a schedule every day multiple hours a day yep yeah i mean there's just content 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 it's never ending so that's what you're competing with it's crazy I'm sitting here trying to make a podcast and I know I'm competing with fucking Brendan Yuri streaming Fortnite. <laughs> mm -hmm. But send him send him an email, get him on the podcast. Yeah, dude, let's get Brendan. Dude, do you know how jealous Lady Navia would be if I got Brendan Yuri on my shitty little podcast? <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, because I've tried to get her to come on and do an interview with me. If I ever nailed Brendan Yuri as a guest on this podcast, Brendan Yuri, if you're out there, are you gonna be a guest on my podcast? And so my so my fiance will actually join us on an episode of this damn show. I guarantee you, if I if I if I went to her and I was like, "Hey, Brendan Yuri is gonna be a guest. Will you be the other guest? <laughs> Do you want to talk to your?" She loves Brendan. Like, mm -hmm. what? What? Uh, uh, what is that one? Uh, he has one music video where he's shirtless and his and his pants are way way too low. They make people mm -hmm. question. And they, and they tied as well. Uh, it's it's all the it's everything. It's it's all the sexuality. Mm. Uh, it's the, what boys love boys and girls, or girls love girls and boys. I forget. You know what song I'm talking like, about? Uh, why do good girls like bad boys? It, it's literally well, why just do good girls like bad guys. I've had this question for a real long time. It's it's literally the whole music video is just him standing there with no shirt on and the camera zooming in and out. You can you can probably Google it. I'm not I'm not gonna do that for you guys. You guys can go do it on your own time and whack your shits, but. <laughs> It's it's a very uh, I see why the ladies enjoy it. <laughs> Lady Navio and her best friend have have many a days spent too many times enjoying that video. I'm not a jealous man, but damn it, that video makes it hard for the rest of us. Just get that body, Jimmy. <laughs> Is that it? That's like you just, just gotta. Hit the gym, get the body, you know, hire a, pay a, a vocal coach, you know, get the, the, the talent in singing, 
And then, you know, just sell some platinum records. Yeah, just sell a couple platinum records and have the voice of an angel and stream Fortnite on Twitch. Just do all the things. Just be better than everyone. God damn it, Brendan Yuri, stop making my life so hard. List out your goals in a list like that, aren't they so much more achievable? (laughs) Yeah. You might also need someone to oil up your chest. I mean, I can do that myself. But yeah, no. Uh, if if your goal in life is to be Brendan Yuri, you should probably just shoot yourself in the face because that guy's there's there's it's it's <laughs> we talk about you know magazines uh, creating un- unobtainable levels of. Uh, of uh beauty for women like brendan yuri is it would be the equivalent for dudes <laughs> unattainable levels of success and handsomeness where there's no like it's just not it's not gonna happen <laughs> i don't care i don't care who you are good luck good luck with that anyway we uh I heard a cat. Mm-hmm. I could hear it too. He's jingling. He's jingle jangling over there. It's better just to accept who you are and drink a beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be content with yourself. You know, true happiness, Jimmy, comes from within. That's what they keep saying, but I don't know. I don't know if I buy it. They say money can't buy you happiness, but I've never seen anyone frown on a jet ski. <laughs> I'm pretty sure money can buy a certain amount of happiness. Mm-hmm. There's been studies done. It's like money doesn't buy happiness, but up to a certain income level, it really helps. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice being able to actually pay your bills. But, Yeah. I, uh, by the way, I'm a samurai showed up in Twitch chat. We've been trying to get you as a guest on the podcast for like months, maybe even a year now. So you should probably, uh, find time to do that. Just saying you got time to take all those Instagram pictures of you in front of cars. You don't got time to be a guest on our measly little podcast. (laughs) We'll call you out in front of the whole universe. Um, maybe once, once you're, but drifting, (laughs) maybe once you're a guest on my podcast, I'll respond to your charity event, uh, messages. Ooh. (laughs) We're all busy. You have time for what you want to have time for. Just saying. Uh, no, we should probably go to bed. I should sleep. I haven't slept in like two days. My neighbors keep playing loud ass music. I've called my my rental office like twice. Well, someday someday I might actually sleep without bass in the background. Have you been has it been 3 a.m. and you hear the the music start to get quiet. You're like, "Oh, they're finally going to go to sleep." But then you just hear "Otra vez" and then the music <laughs> instantly pumps back up. And the problem is I like I I enjoy music. I enjoy rhythms, I enjoy drums, I enjoy bass, but when all you hear is just the lowest tones, so all you hear is 
Like that's all you hear? You don't hear the rest of the music? Just the bass coming in through your walls. It's the worst. It's like I'm like, what song is that? Oh, it's just noise. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna lay here in bed for three hours and not fall asleep. Anyway. Uh I'm a samurai. I'll uh we'll kick off the charity event once you agree to a date for the podcast. So next Wednesday, if you want to be on the podcast, then I'll uh we'll make the we'll make the charity event happen. And you can be you can sit right here on the screen right here. And you can you can talk. We 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 can have a whole discussion about it. Even evenings are the worst for me, honestly. I would believe you other than the fact that you're here right now typing messages in Twitch chat. Because if you have the time to sit here and type messages to me in Twitch chat, you have the time to turn on your camera and, and be my friend. So just say it. Just say it. It's basically before bedtime. It's before bedtime for all of us. I'm going to go take another shot of whiskey and pass out. James is going to go pretend to do homework and probably play uh, Warframe. You know me so well. <laughs> he might even stream Warframe if I've if I've gotten through to him, but I'd have to do it quietly. Oh, true. You got you got roommates and shit. Mm. No Dota 2 auto chess, dude. We talked about it, but we ended up having a good discussion, but that is that's going to happen. We'll play it tomorrow. It's a it's an eight player game. Thursday, yeah, Thursday we'll bring everyone. Ooh, in. Thursday, Thursday. Uh, if we get eight people who have no idea what the fuck they're doing, and we all play auto chess, that might be perfect. That would be pretty cool. But although James is a ringer, because I saw, don't act like I didn't see you playing auto chess already. I'm I'm, I'm not that great. I saw I saw it though. I po- it popped up. I saw. I was like, "Why does James two have the Dota two client open?" And it all. Oh, I wonder why. (laughs) It all made sense. Uh, I don't know. I was just watching some. I was watching the international. Sure. You know, they're not. It's not actually happening right now. But you know, just gonna have the client open. You know, just in case. How many games of auto chess have you played so far? Like twenty. He's in top three like uh, five times. I have yet to win a single game, which makes me mad because Hagen Gnome in one of the discords I commune with, he's like, oh, this is my uh, fourth win a day, guys. And I'm like, you anger me. I haven't won. Why are you winning this much? Yeah. No, I'd be down. I'd be down to I won a game in round 52, Nuclear Goose says. Ooh, that's a lot of time. Round 52, that's like an hour of of auto chess. Yeah, I'd be down. I'd be down to, if we get enough people showing up here tomorrow, um, it's free to play, so. It is. Y'all can download Dota 2 and we can play some auto chess and pretend we know what we're doing. Up hard to master. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm gonna do terrible. Hmm. <laughs> But, uh, oh, one other thing I wanted to mention before we call it a night, just a plug. 
But don't listen to me because I'll probably only play this for like two weeks and then get tired of it. I started playing a new mobile game called Crush Them All. I was thinking about maybe starting a guild. It's one of those like idle farming combat guildy type games. I'm still playing Rivals rant occasionally, but all of these mobile games are pretty much holding me over until... I hate to say it, but I'm probably going to play a lot of Diablo Immortals. <laughs> I saw your I saw your look of disapproval just now. Don't shake your head at me, James. I hope you spent a lot of money on that game. The problem is, listen, I really enjoyed Diablo 3, and I play it a lot. If they in any way even remotely capture the magic of Diablo 3 in a mobile game, I'm probably going to play it. Mm -hmm. So... Look, here's the thing. I bought their stock for a reason. <laughs> I understand how dangerous mobile games can be on people. You own Blizzard stock? I do. As soon as I saw them announce Diablo Immortals and their plans about entering the mobile space, I was like, this is as cheap as it'll be for a while. <laughs> You're like, as much as I hate to admit the fact that this is going to work, it's going to work. It's going to work. That's funny. I don't like it, but the money will sway my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah. Cru uh, crush them all is what I'm going to be farming on. Wait, wait, until When does Diablo Immortals come out? Uh, let's see. Diablo. Is it this year? For next year. Mortal release date. November 2nd. Wait, oh. that was the press release. Uh, announces for mobile devices. Opens pre-registration. Uh, does not really say. But it'll have six classes. Many of the same enemies from other Immortal Diablo franchises. It's an MMO, so you'll be able to recruit others. Hmm. But no date as of yet. They gotta give me a date, man. Mm -hmm. I assume it's sometime this, this year, though. It's gotta be this year, dude. They wouldn't have announced it unless it was coming out this year. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, right before this game comes out, they'll announce the next Diablo game, right? That's, I think that's what people are praying for. Well, they they hinted at there being another full-blown Diablo in the works, so we shall see. All right. Well, I am going to go hang out with Lady Navio and uh, finish doing the dishes that I started. <laughs> so mm -hmm. James is going to go farm Warframe. And, uh, I am. And we're going to call it a night. And I thank you all for being here and lurking and hanging out and chatting with us. Goo, a pleasure as always. I'll probably see you in a couple of weeks uh, in, uh, in good old Los Angeles. And again, please hit us up at uh, hitthebucketpodcast at gmail.com if you have any topics, guests, sponsorships, uh, hate mail, whatever, whatever. You, you just hit us up. Hit the bucket podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. 
want to know if you're enjoying the show if uh if james is too sexy and you can't listen because you keep having orgasms during class like whatever you know we want to hear from you let us know (laughs) let us know how it's going and uh we're gonna go drop a little raid on my favorite streamer of all times he's playing kingdom hearts 3 we're gonna go raid cobalt streak one of these one of these days we'll have him as a guest on the show. Uh little side note, him and his buddy Richard Hammer, they're doing they did a they did a GoFundMe to do basically a wilderness survival uh they're gonna do a live stream of them going out in the wilderness and trying to survive for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to, like, do the whole, like... Full month. Like a nature survival thing. And I... My my lifelong goal, my dream, and I got to talk to uh, uh, Josh Tucker, because he's friends with Cobalt. Dude, if, if we could send them off, if we did, like, a podcast where me and you interviewed both of them before they left for their wilderness survival adventure it probably won't happen it's like it's like obviously not gonna happen but i would love to be able to bring them on and just talk to those two dudes and be like what are you thinking (laughs) (laughs) what made you want to do this to yourself yeah exactly but so yeah if anyone knows how we could make that happen anyone have a lot of money we could just bribe them (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm accepting donations. They'll crack and not do it. I mean, I, I don't know how long it is. I don't know if it's a whole month. It, go look at their GoFundMe. Just look up Cobalt Streak Wilderness GoFundMe. I'm sure you could find it. He's been talking about it for a while, and uh, I think they got enough funding. So it's going to happen, but uh should be interesting. Anyway, we're going to go drop a raid on Mr. Cobalt Streak. Hope you guys have a good night. Go enjoy some uh, some Kingdom Hearts three, and uh, oh spoilers by the way. If you're if you're planning on buying it, maybe don't uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe don't watch people stream. Maybe it. don't watch people stream it. But that's where we're going. So have a good night. Thank you, James. Any last words? Mm, not at all. Thank you for enduring all of my rants tonight. I had. Uh... <laughs> They were as entertaining as always. I had some emotional things that I needed to expel from my body. Uh, but yeah, don't use the Epic Store until they, until they stop this exclusive bullshit. Boycott. No, we do not want exclusives on the PC. I think that's my main uh, takeaway from tonight. And uh, yeah, let's go say hi to Cobalt. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs>